Previously on the Pod Charles Cinecast. And it's another installment of Jedi Aiken. No, no, Phil, no, no. God damn it. Welcome, welcome, aliens and germs, to another exciting edition of Jedi Aiken. I am your host, Glorbus13, and we have a very Marshall guest with us today, the most renowned podcaster this side of the Outer Rim. Please welcome Mr. Jonathan Buster. Uh, oh, I love that song. Thank you for coming back. Thank you. You were such a great sport last time. I see you made it out the Starlight Pit. Yeah, no help to you, dude. I left the ladder. Did you not see the ladder? No. There was no ladder. I had to call a fucking space Uber, and that cost, I don't know, about $5,000. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Don't know what those are, but let's get started. Now, we have an onslaught of just battle-tested gladiators waiting to make your acquaintance hiding behind that curtain. And with each question, you get to take them on. They're going to come out one by one after each question, and we'll see how you do. And if you make it to the end, maybe you'll get a special prize that I haven't thought of yet. How about that? Is that good? Yeah, as long as this just is over. Now, Jonathan, question one. What did Samuel L. Jackson have inscribed on the hilt of his purple lightsaber? Bad motherfucker. Ding, 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 ding. Wow. Very, very good. You know what that means. Your third and final opponent is just waiting behind that door. And you better watch out. He's a little, a little sprightly. He's a little hard to keep your eye on. Pull back the curtain, guys. It's Yoda. Is that a puppet? Yes. No. He's a he's a Yoda. You never seen a Yoda before? There's a guy Look at him. with his hands up his butt. Yeah. No? That's what Yoda looked like. He's a little cane. Alright, so okay, what's go he on. gonna do? He's Oh look. The, the rope's coming off. <coughs> what's that? Oops. Oh. <gasps> it's a lightsaber. No. <gasps> oh, he he wants to fight, I think. Does oh. mine do anything? Does it? Oh. No. Oh, there he goes! Oh. There he goes! Oh. 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 Wait! Ah. It's not like you're fucking gonna cut anything off, but it just burns really bad. Stop. Ah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us again for another episode of Jedi Aiken. Next week, we'll see how Jonathan Buster is doing with his fighting partner. You still got a little green plant thing? What's wrong with you? Stop it! Let's Get see off if he survives. Join us next week on Jedi Egghead.
are completely healed. <coughs> Where am I? You're in a medical facility in the outer rim. What? Goddamn it, Phil. You're always doing these stupid Jedi egghead things. What is this thing? It's a Bacta tank, sir. A Bacta tank? Yes, precisely. Oh, how long have I been here? Approximately one week, sir. Jesus. Who's this guy next to me? It's renowned director Brian De Palma, sir. No, no. Yes, sir. But around here, they call him Bubba Fett. kind of crazy that like you know the uh guys you know in the u.s army are sending us out to space now um but i forgot that you know that last president he who shall not be named uh mm-hmm. you know created a space force so mm-hmm. they linked us up with the navy and who i don't know whoever runs the space force the air force i don't know i don't fucking know i think it's a branch of the navy it doesn't matter it's all fucking politics. And they sent us up here to like, what, like, what are we doing up here? I don't even fucking know, man. Like to entertain the international space station or something. What's going on? I mean, yeah, I mean, well, they were, you know, they were the war on clone war. Yeah. No. Yeah. Make, it makes sense. Um, but I don't really know what I'm d- doing. Because it's like that a lot. It feels like there's a lot happening across many different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm just sort of waiting for shit to go down. You know? Yeah, me too. And just sort of this feeling of dread. And everyone's just like, "It's fine. Just, just watch. Just watch the movie. It's fine. Just don't think about it. Just watch the movie." It's like, yeah. okay, but feels like it's kind of like the end of the world. But yeah, yeah, yeah. People keep saying that. Just, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You know, just watch a movie. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then a bomb falls into Poland, you know, and it may or may not have been from Russia. I don't fucking know what's going on anymore. Um, fucking depressing. But hey, how about that Star Wars? <laughs> oh, Welcome to it. the Virtual Cinecast, presented by I thought you were going to sting. Well, what? So you're going to do oh. your Star Wars. It's the Star Wars. I was too busy like board. writing all this other stuff <laughs> that I've got I've got ready to like ruin your episode. Um but uh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> I need to uh warm up my vocals here. Ooh, it's the Star Wars. I'm going back to where are they at this time? I don't even fucking know. Um, Everywhere. Coruscant? Mustafar? I'm going to Mustafar. Whatever the fuck that means. Maybe it's Naboo. Star Wars. <laughs> Maybe Naboo is here. 
Who fucking knows, man? Maybe they'll end up on Alderaan. They do, eventually. They do. Oh, Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> I'm going to drop off in Tatooine. I'm going to give a little well. baby to an old man who hates me. It's Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know why I picked this man, because obviously he hates me, and I don't understand why he hates me. I gifted him and his wife a son, that son who has magic powers. <laughs> I understand that maybe that was some weird, you know, stuff with my mom and, well, my stepmom and my father, and I don't really understand, you know, I don't know fuck is going on in the world of magic i'm just a moisture farmer here in tatooine and by god i'm going to spend the rest of my days mm. hating this man called ben kenobi i'd be god damned if he tried to give my boy a little flying craft I don't want him to think like that. I don't want him to know what's out there past those two suns. <laughs> oh, shit. That was pretty good, right? That was really good. That was good. like a yeah, blend. Yeah, it went off. You like found that like like groove halfway through. Yeah. Good. There was multiple layers. You switched characters. And good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, good shit. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Pot Charles Cinecast. We're here. We're doing it again. We're here. It's, we're, here. Uh, we're, we're done with our, like, our war season that was fun um now we're into f- future wars this is the culmination of two arcs yeah it really, really is yeah no it's a big bamboo no yeah the war the war the many wars we have seen fought over the last few months mm-hmm. and obviously the star wars which we've been discussing yes. on and off for two years yes is that, is that right like we started during lockdown yeah, we were just we like, did. "Fuck it, let's do the original movie," and then the, I don't know why we started doing the May the Fourth. We did the first May the Fourth. We started episode one, and we didn't want to wait a whole year to just do episode two, and then another year for episode three. With like, oh, <sighs> it's not Patreon. Come on, once again. <laughs> John's just going to get the door. <clears throat> I'm expecting it's not a delivery, not an unboxing special happening. Um, I'm just waiting, hanging out. I'm sorry if this episode is uh, bad. Um, I, you know, very last minute, I watched and the film and wrote all the notes in the last couple of hours um, because I'm busy um, and stressed out. Uh, making a movie so I'm sorry if it doesn't um, if it's not particularly informative or interesting but um, I'm sure John will uh, make you laugh um, in his whatever he has planned which I'm worried about but you know if you're listening to this if he doesn't cut this out um, don't tell him taking a long time isn't he things have to do with like Trump and like right-wing people on the internet probably i bet he read some conspiracy theory on the internet and now he's gonna like throw it in my face and you know make the film look stupid even though it's pretty actually really good it's actually fucking great but (sighs) that's just between you and me you know it's an odd time the war affects us in different ways 
We've been through a lot, me and John. We're tired. Just hard. It's hard to find the energy every day. And, you know, I'm just talking to the abyss right now. Talking for a good two minutes. Something got to give. Where will the episode lead us? If anywhere. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. There he is. There Fucking he is. guy. It's like he can he deliver. be able to hear me. It's like this Amazon guy. And he's spending like five minutes just trying to get a scanner to work. <laughs> to like, and he has the package he's supposed to get me, but he just, the scanner's not working. And he's just like, give it, just give it to me. Just give it to me. I don't give a fuck about your scanner. Just like, I got shit to do. I'm going to wait for him to fucking call customer support and he's just going to like bug me. Oh, okay. But anyway, fuck it. <laughs> um, What were we saying? <laughs> it's, a, it's a Star Wars. It's a Star Wars. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's an episode. It's yeah. a podcast. You know what we're doing. We started this with the intentions of uh, just having a bit of fun, you know, like you were saying throughout. A pandemic, yeah, and then you know, yeah. and then it was we, fun we, for we, a bit. We we managed to get ourselves back into it uh, from this May the fourth throughout this year, peppering in episodes in between arcs. You know, if any attuned, astute listeners out there mm-hmm. have been paying attention, there might be a greater arc that all of this has been a part of. All tying into, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I just edit these things. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah. I don't it know what actually it. finds itself into your ears when you're listening to these episodes. Yeah. But we're here today with another edition of a Star War. And uh, <laughs> as we tend to do, with the exception of Phantom of the Menace of the Mask Phantom. of the Opera, um, <laughs> where I did the episode. Uh, I turn my lead hosting abilities and duties over to one, Mr. Phil Freitas, who will guide us on this journey into the abysmal abyss that is the space opera of one, Mr. George Lucas. The epic space (laughs) opera romantic tragedy. That is just beautiful movie. I mean, I'm surprised we made it that's far. We made it yes. through the hard bit. This is like the, the mud, you know? This is the, this is the, the breeze. Shit to get you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just like, uh, we've been here this, this long through this much. We may as well, you know, sift through this pile of human excrement one more time. <laughs> one more time. Hold on one second. I think he's knocking. Go for it. Go get the Amazon package, Sean. He doesn't know of it. Okay. Did it, Sorry. All did, right. That's did it done. work? Yeah, it worked. I guess. He right, scanned the package. Give me the package. Well, I, I said right. it when you were when you were gone for five minutes, not apologizing to the audience. That um, a bit rushed, bit last minute. Mm. Totally, I'm bad yeah. at this job. I totally, totally spaced, spaced. Get it? On. I got right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Um, I got you. To, just to blame it on the film, blame everything on the film. Um, I'm filming on Sunday, and mm-hmm. the last two days I've had 
like people drop out. So I've been sort of panically, that word? Panickingly? Manically? Mm. What the fuck is that? Manically? I don't know. Manically trying to find a replacement. No, it's been sorted today. Yeah, so I would, you texted me yesterday. And I was just like, oh shit, I wouldn't meant to do that. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, no, I watched it and researched it today. Yeah. So I'm sorry if it's not great, but these episodes tend to be better when I go a bit lighter and I let Jonathan yeah. just go off oh, on how well, much he dislikes this shit. Mm-hmm. You um, better believe I'm that's, gonna that's go why these episodes are like four hours. Yeah. Usually it's me derailing him. And usually it's one or the other going off. But these episodes tend to me me going off on how much I like this shit and you going off about how stupid it is. <laughs> so, well, you better believe I'm going to derail this episode. Yeah, I don't know what he got planned, um, but I, I hope there's some interesting shit in there anyway. Oh, what? Of what? I'm I'm going to derail you with or, or what? You no, no, I mean research? like I hope... Yeah, the <laughs> I hope there's like some. I hope it's not too. My boring. shit's all interesting, very interesting. Oh, okay. Well, okay. All right. All right. Well, cool. Should we get going? Uh, well, should I start? yeah. What? What? what how, do we, uh, how do we start? What film are I do we the thing. Uh, talking about? It's Built. Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith. It's the last one. Thank fuck. Until the next time. <laughs> the dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural is it possible to learn this power not from a jedi Council wants you to report on all the Chancellor's dealings. That's treason. We are at war, Anakin. Very dangerous putting them together. I don't think the boy can handle it. I don't trust him. I need your help, son. I'm appointing you to be my personal representative on the Jedi Council. You're on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of Master. What? Obi-Wan and the Council don't trust me. Learn to know the dark side of the Force, and you will achieve a power greater than any Jedi. You're under arrest, Chancellor. Are you threatening me, Master Jedi? single Jedi is now an enemy of the Republic. Do what must be done. Do not hesitate. Show no mercy. Who could have done this? Twisted by the dark side, young Skywalker has become... I feel so helpless. Chosen one! <laughs>
All right, Phil, take it away. Okay. If uh, I remember correctly, this is where you recite the opening crawl. I got it. (laughs) A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. War! What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Or Hollywood movies. Or Hollywood movies. (laughs) The Republic is crumbling under attack by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dookie. There are heroes on both sides. Evil what does that mean? Everywhere. Heroes on both sides? What is he fucking talking about? Sorry, I'm sorry. Heroes on both sides, like, there's good people on both sides. I yeah. Mean, that's just... I like that line. I think it's good. It's predicting, uh, you know, what some person would say about some fascist uh, in, in Charlottesville uh, years later. Um, it's pretty interesting. Okay, go. Continue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the fiendish droid leader, General Grievous and swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. Mm-hmm. And the Separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage. Two Jedi Knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Vader the Sad? It's the 2005 <laughs> third and final installment of the prequel trilogy, Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, or Don't Worry Darling, it's the best one. Written and directed <laughs> by Jedi Master or Sith Lord, depending on your viewpoint, George Lucas. It's three years later from the last one, from the start of the Clone Wars, Jedis are embroiled in a full-on war with the Separatists across the galaxy. While Obi goes after General Grievous, Anakin's tasked with spying on the Chancellor. But visions of Padme's death and childbirth leave Anakin susceptible to the manipulations of the not-so-secret baddie Palpatine, which leads him down the path to the dark side, eventually becoming the infamous and iconic Mr. Darth Vader. Hot! Take out the gate. What we saying is Revenge of the Sith. Lay it on me. Okay, 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 okay. This film is a series of good and bad. Okay. But I will say that the good is enough to outweigh the bad to a point yes, where we did it. It's we did it. Not necessarily, do, do, a good do, do, movie, do, do. but it's definitely he the liked best. it. He it's liked best, it, everyone. <laughs> it's the best of the prequels for sure. Um, yeah, and it's not not purely because of like like I remember when it was coming out, it was like the darkest, it was the darkest of the three. Oh, it's the darkest <laughs> yeah, of the prequels. It's, the oh, it's it's not as it's not as uh, childish and silly as the first two. Um, which whatever, you know, it's not, but, uh, at the same time, that doesn't matter. It's just like, it is, there's a, I don't know. There's something about the story between Obi-Wan and Anakin. And then like that little snake bastard, Darth Sidious in the middle, mm, just like, that pulling little strings. Bitch. although having said that there is a lot of stupid shit in this film that like mm. clearly drags down a lot of that. Luckily, like you kind of get like you know, enough of this story that has, I guess, been further fleshed out via the, uh, the new Disney plus vehicle, um, Mm. television series, uh, 
which Obi Wan Kenobi may not talk about. You know, so depending on your pay grade, <laughs> may or may not be behind a paywall. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. There's that's that that side of the story is really fun and it's interesting and it kind of like helps you power through through all the bullshit in this movie because there's a lot sure, of stupid sure. shit going on here and I'm sure we'll get into it as we talk but like mm-hmm. I mean just the fact and we've been saying it since uh, I guess the first prequel but definitely in the last one where I was just going off on how stupid the fucking Jedi are like they're so dumb like how do they fucking not know what's going on right in front of their stupid faces it took three then, movies before they were like Something's not right. Maybe you should like yeah. buy on him. And they pick the only, like the worst dude to do that. Yeah. Like the one who's clearly like, you know, confused, confused in, in know, many ways. And they don't even see like how fucking confused he is. And he's like blatantly making out with Padme in the palace grounds of Curacao. They just don't. <laughs> Fucking no one knows. Well, those pillars are huge, dude. Yeah. Fucking it's just <laughs> stupid. It's like, I don't know, like, throughout the film and then like also in the last film mace windu's just like oh like you know i there's you know i sense a disturbance in the force all like there's a plot to destroy the jedi yeah Yeah. there's a plot to destroy the jedi there we're not able to use our force powers we're not as force sensitive as we used to be although like physically they clearly are i guess it's just Mm. mentally but you know, mm-hmm. no one seems to know that there's a fucking Sith Lord right there in their fucking mess that they're dealing with on a daily basis. And it's just like, mm-hmm. it's really fucking stupid. They're, the Jedi are also way more involved in anything they should be because half the time they're talking about how they're like, oh, we're justices for peace. And like, we can't get involved in your wars yet. They are masterminding the wars. I don't fucking know what's going on. It's just fucking stupid. Clearly, George Lucas is like, you know, taking a textbook and like went and turned to the section of the history book about Hitler and just start picking all the bits and pieces about how Hitler rose to power and just like, you know, just trace that into his script for how the the emperor took over power. Um, mm. But like, you know, the beating heart of the story clearly is just like this brotherly story between Obi-Wan and Anakin. But man, mm. my God the love story like it just doesn't get better man i just don't care about padme and anakin and it's not either one of their faults as actors it's just like it's a Mm. bad script there's no fucking chemistry between the two everything they say is just fucking horrible it's just like (coughs) just hard like it just does like who wrote this shit george lucas what like george lucas wrote it (laughs) ever been in love what the fuck is wrong with (laughs) is it like i don't know you should know better anyway because like if you actually go back and watch star wars and i was fucking saying it since we did the fucking original films that like he's just a bad writer and all of this shit that he like spits out that people always like quote all the time about like fucking Han Solo and Princess Leia is pretty fucking abysmal as well. Um, but anyway, like I digress. Um, but yeah, just <coughs> fucking Padme and Anakin are just like, they just really slow the whole fucking story down. And don't even get me started on fucking General Grievous. What the fuck is this piece of shit? You like, don't like General Grievous? He's the worst character I've ever seen in Star Wars. No, he's not as bad I'm, as, he's the second worst. He's not worst as bad as Jar Jar. 
Jar Jar's still in the worst, this somehow. There's no lines though. This is horrible. What is? I he? figured you would like. He's like a cyborg. I thought you would like him because he's fucking weird. He's like a robot with like a cold. He's got an upper respiratory <laughs> infection, but we've already yeah. got a character in this film who acquires an upper rest- respiratory infection. <laughs> Did he get it from Grievous? I don't fucking know. Like, no, he got it from the being burnt alive. <laughs> it's like you weren't <laughs> even like, watching the movie, bro. I know. I just, I just don't like. I just like. What is? This I figured. Character? No, that's not the pride. I thought you would actually like it because that character. Is- Oh, ridiculous! But and it's what's such the like point a, of them? Like they could have just something done all for Obi Wan to Count, do. They could have not killed Count Dooku and just like gotten all that shit out of the way with. But you Grievous, need you know? no, you need Anakin to kill Dooku right at the beginning. Signal to turn, dude. <sighs> he was gonna turn anyway. Who gives a shit? You know, he could have <laughs> done that at the end. I don't know. He was gonna like fucking kill like all the children. You know, it's like. I didn't care. I don't know. He could have killed someone else. He could have fucking killed the Viceroy. Why is that guy still there? That fucking idiot made it to a third film. This Viceroy Newt Gunray. Oh, yeah. He does kill him at the end. Again. He does kill him at the end, though. Being fucking fooled by the Emperor. (laughs) Third movie in a row. Go go wait on this, like, really hostile planet. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just go hang out there. And I'm going to send my friend. Don't worry about him. He doesn't stop Just to say like, oh, maybe him. maybe we should, you know, be split up or something. So like the Jedi nah, can't fam. easily find us. Uh, do what I say. Do it. Do it. Uh, that line delivered. Do, do, do it. It's great. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Ian McDermott or whatever his name is. We'll get to him. I feel like he. This is his movie. I feel like. Yeah. He's really good. Although I don't necessarily buy old man. Palpatine like flying through the air like a corkscrew and like you know easily <laughs> destroying all these Jedi and then like Mace Windu uh, clearly is powerful you know ah, fucking whatever uh you go I'm I've said enough okay I, um, this movie's okay it's okay it's still like about the same as when I first saw it I saw it back in the day I actually saw this one in theaters uh there was a bit of hype obviously because it was the last one and I like hated mm-hmm. the middle one didn't see that one in theaters and uh, there was a kid in my school that I was friends with that I talked with a lot who was just gushing about it and just like talking about how he cried during the scenes when Anakin and Obi-Wan and just like, I hate you. So then I went to go see it. And I, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Better than that last one. But like, that's horrible that like, you know, we get, we get like a sort a of, yeah, yeah. You get kind of a, I mean, it's not. I don't know. It's sort of subpar. It's like an okay. It's okay. But most of these films are just okay. But people for whatever, Mm. like are just, I don't know, nostalgia member berries um, coming out of their fucking veins and just, or I don't know, just inject more member berries into my butt. I don't know (laughs) what these people want. Why do they keep coming back to this stupid cash grab But whatever? Uh, Continue, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, <laughs> it's the last one. I gotta, um, I gotta like have have one last go around, you know. Sure. Um, I mean, I agree. It's obviously the best of the three. Um, it's got the usual fault, bad dialogue, um, and it's always in the same scene. It's it's in the romantic scene. Yeah. In general, this this film is a significant improvement, even with the dialogue. It's it's mostly okay. There is a good handful of really cringy lines where it. Like you're just like, why did you say that? That was fucking weird. <laughs> um, like the the bit 
where Anakin is staring at Padme on the balcony and he's like, you're beautiful. And she's like, it's only because I'm so in love. And he's like, no, it's only because I'm so in love with you. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's just something that sounds romantic. Way to derail an entire scene. Exactly. But there's good lines. There's stuff like when Obi leaves for fucking, I forget, Utop- Utopo, Utopia, some shit, the General Grievance planet. When he's, when he's leaving, and him and Anna can have a talk. And he, I think it's more the delivery. When he leaves, he sends goodbye, old friend. And it's the last time he really sees him like that. And it re- you feel yeah. like the weight of that line. So there's like the moments. But yeah, in general, it's quite bogged down and bad dialogue and wonky CG. But in general, fucking fantastic looking movie. I have I don't know when the last time I saw this was. This is the one prequel I've gone back to the most, though. So it's not been like 10 years. I've seen it a good amount of times. Um, but it's been a while. And I did just watch it this morning. And I feel like the last two I was very, like, I think tried to be as objective and fair as possible. And I was mm-hmm. like, there are moments I like in them, but I'm not going to say they're great f- films. I think they have a lot of problems. Um, and the second one was the first one I saw. It got me into Star Wars. And this is the one where, like, I real like, I fell in love with the, with the movie. And watching it again, I not to be one of those guys, your friend from high school, but I loved it, and I did. It did make me teary. Like I got really <laughs> into it. It just it fucking hit this one, man. It's just everything you want, especially like because we've watched them recently. Everything you want out of the prequel, all wrapped up into one movie. And like as a movie itself, it's solid, it's fun, it moves fucking quick, even though it's two and a half hours. Like I was trying to write notes as I was watching it and I just had to keep stopping because I was like actually enjoying it a lot. It benefits <laughs> a lot from, yeah, like the darker tone. It actually, it actually has emotional behind its storyline, at least the Obi-Wan Anakin thing. And that's the strongest bit of the movie and it's obviously they, something they continue. The whole tragic fall of Anakin is done actually really well. It's just, I don't know, maybe it's just restrained. Like, even I think he's much better in it. It's just, he feels more relatable and enjoyable. I don't know. It's a, I think it's a beautiful looking movie. The score is amazing. It ends fucking pitch perfect. And it has possibly the best lightsaber fight in any of the movies. It's the longest, I think, but it's just yeah. so, oh man, like, I always, I think I always worry when I get to that bit. I'm like, this isn't going to be as good as I remember. It's always <laughs> as good as I remember. It's always yeah, so good. It's a great fight. And I think mm. that fight obviously had gotten like picked back up upon and fleshed out again, second round um, yeah. in the television series. But like it also, unfortunately, and that's kind of like every Star Wars film. And even that TV show where there is, and I know I said something about this. I don't, I can't remember in the last episode, but definitely in the Phantom Menace, how the coolest scenes in the film, and I completely forgot about it in Phantom Menace as well. The coolest scene in that film is that like lightsaber battle, the double lightsaber For sure. battle with Darth Maul. And it gets fucking interrupted by this bullshit that's going on in the background. And then the last movie, I can't really remember like, there was definitely like stuff going on with like 
Count Dooku and Yoda, and like there was a f- mm. uh, another fucking battle going on. Well, you had the, the massive time. arena, the droid. Thing. Yeah, the, the arena droid. thing. You, the droid army you, fight, and you're kind of exhausted by the time like, you get to the fight. Know, yeah, or the Wookies. I don't know. Three PO, fucking, you're getting confused. Three PO, they're all. I'm. They're yeah. all getting three PO losing its head again. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting all three of them mixed up. But anyway, um, and then in this one we get like Yoda and like Palpatine Emperor bullshit, fight. yeah, going on during the middle of the actual cool fight. I want to see like I just don't care about like CGI Yoda flipping and flopping around again. We've already seen it. I don't care. And old man Palpatine who like like you, you've done your deed. You've made your fucking you know evil guy we don't need to see you again until episode <laughs> you're the six. emperor we get it but anyway yeah it's just like i hate that about these star wars movies and it's like every one the main sequence the thing that's the most impressive thing about the film it's as if they don't have enough like confidence or something in t- in the scene mm-hmm. to pay off that they can't interrupt it like while with some other like really clusterfuck fucking action they, piece going on at the same time they all tend to follow the same structure of like there's two or three subplots and they all kind of uh fucking submerge converge at the end and you yeah. don't up between them i think he's always trying to recreate that moment in return the jedi where that happened yeah where i don't remember if it happened in empire actually i don't remember that fight being broken up that's a really good fight yeah. um but the one in return the jedi it's so cool because it's being intercut. It's him fighting Vader and then the Emperor while they're trying to get the shield down and they're trying to destroy the second Death Star. But the difference is you give a shit about those about characters. Those, yeah, yeah, about you love Luke Han and Leia and Lando. Yeah. So it fucking really worked. And like, this is the thing. With this one, it's for me, it's good enough. That you it, you you still get some feeling out of the end, like the film is like this one has done it well enough that by the end you have some care for the character, but it's not as much as if the last two weren't so fucking messy. Yeah, I know, it just would have been a bit more yeah more satisfying by the end. You're like genuinely like afraid for people's life, and I guess and I guess that's hard. You get you. The same thing happening now with Andor, where it's like, he's like, the that show's great, but he, Andor is the weakest part of that show. But that must be hard to do because he's a character you know how it ends for. Him, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing in the prequels, where it's like, it's hard to build up anticipation when you kind of know how it's going to end. Yeah, you know where they're going. So, so the tragedy comes from the knowing of it. Yeah. But yeah, it would have been better if like you actually built to really liking them. But yeah, the fight at the end would be, it might be a bit overkill because it's a long fight, but it's so good. I could just watch it for half an hour. It doesn't well, need to be cut up at all. I just, yeah, I think that's a good point of just not caring about any of these characters and stuff, which makes it like harder to invest in these like overcomplicated, like splice in scenes of other things going on because like they, he spent the last two films only building up two characters and that is really? Obi-Wan yeah. and Anakin and like, well mm. actually only the, this kind film, of unpad me a little bit. Yeah. 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 Well, but like he, he definitely 
tried to build her up as well, but at the same time, he did as much as he could possibly do to like ruin any like chance she had for being accepted by anyone because he wrote her poorly and just was <coughs> just a terrible writer. But um, yeah, I mean, like, there's no character building really in in these fucking films, and like, even Obi Wan, like, he, you know, we talked about it. He barely did anything in the first movie, and it was more mm. more so Qui Gon, and then the introduction of of Anakin, and then we finally get Obi Wan in the last film, and he's kind of flying by the seat of his pants, and Anakin is kind of horrible, and then it all kind of like comes together in this film, which is great. But like all the other characters, like I just don't care about anyone else. Like it's like, I don't know. It's the problem with a lot of the the villains as well. It's like in the original Star Wars, you had like one main villain and that was Darth Vader. And of course, he's Mm. very mysterious and stuff. But at the same time, you kind of get the sense of who he is and like what he's after and stuff. And then as the films go on, they reveal more. And, you know, he like, you know, retcons stuff to like make, you know, characters work together and whatever sure. but the prequels have lots of mini bosses it's how oh, yeah I think yeah and like, like in a video know, game but even in even in the original series you have characters like you know um jabba boba Fett, jabba the hut and stuff yeah. like that yeah so like these characters are kind of interesting but like you could see even in that fucking series like boba fett just getting uh, introduced as sort of like how he introduces all of the villains in the prequels just like a character here he is okay yeah what who is this who is fucking grievous like i don't know who he is that's why i don't like him he's just a fucking guy <laughs> who's just here he's a general okay cool he's he's in charge he's, of he's he in charge of the, the droid army he's the evil droid army now. Need to like, know. but, but who, he's who a lightsaber he? like why does expert. he have a fucking like pair of lungs or something whatever is going on inside like what is this isn't thing? that fucking cool man though like you've never seen that in a star wars movie like this fucking weird android thing with lungs and eyes but like a robot like outer skeleton i just i don't understand how <laughs> obi-wan just didn't slice him in fucking half when he opens up his fucking coat to reveal all of his fucking lightsabers and Obi-Wan's just Done. standing yeah like fucking get it over with fuck this guy lightsaber he shoots weird him in like the that. fucking chest and it's like okay whatever like it's just stupid fodder it doesn't matter like you know it's like all these characters like they could have expanded more on Count Dooku at least he had an interesting sort of backstory with like being Qui-Gon's fucking but he has a know, great master, backstory so. it's just not in the movie yeah and it's like and that's a lot of that's the problem no it? one's gonna fucking read those shitty books that aren't being written by george <laughs> lucas anyway like i don't but now they're turning into tv shows so people will finally yeah finally give a shit yeah sorry fuck i don't that's know what right. i'm talking about just fucking get it's angry. just gonna keep happening I'll, I'll blast it i'll blast through it okay making the thing writing on revenge of the Sith began before Attack of the Clones had even finished production. So he got an early start this time, rather than waiting three months before it was about to shoot. Lucas has had a journal outline of this saga story since 1973. However, not all the details are fully realized, just the major plot points. So coming to the script, it became an exercise in sort of ironing out the flaws in Anakin's arc, um, since the big things were already there. For example, the... Opening of the film, it was meant to start with a montage of Clone War battles. It was like there's going to be like seven battles across seven planets to show you the like scope of it. But he decided instead to just like focus on Anakin and 
his mission to try and save the power, the Chancellor. And that ends with the mode of Dooku, and like I said, signal fall to the Dark Knight. The great way to start the open. But most of the decision, and it will come up a lot, is that. It's him constantly being like, there's too much here. I have to focus on Anakin. I have to focus on Anakin. There's lots of cool scenes and stuff that get removed because I think he understands like that's the only thing that's going to work in this movie. So anytime he has a choice, and it's already long. The original cut of this movie is like four hours, and the final cut is like two and a half hours. So a lot of it's still in there, but it's like it's like two different movies happening and the one we got is more just Anakin just do that and see if it works yeah um, there was much speculation about the title online guess it included Rise of the Empire The Creeping Fear which is weird which was actually used as an April Fool's joke by the Star Wars website huh. and Birth of Birth of the Empire it's all a bit a bit too Third Reichy for me. Yeah, you know? yeah. Birth I mean, of Rise of the Empire is okay, but I will That's say not bad. that uh, Revenge of the Sith is the best of the prequel names as well. Although, Easily. this is the film where the clones actually attack, so I don't really understand why the second film didn't attack <laughs> the clones. This, yeah, right? this should have been Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Like, the clones didn't attack in the last film. They were just birthed and used to, you know, well, I mean, <coughs> attack like a droid army. If anything, it was Attack of the Droids. Yeah. But then it leads to the Clone Wars. Yeah, but I wouldn't use the term attack. Attack. If you're using that as like if you're on their side, I don't know, like your protagonists are on. I would have side. called it attack "Here Come the Clones." Here come the clones. <laughs> Here come yeah. the clones. Um, eventually, <laughs> "Revenge of the Sith" was confirmed. A reference, obviously, to "Revenge of the Title." Revenge of the Title. That's not what Revenge of the meant Jedi? to be written. Revenge of the Jedi, which was the original yeah. title. Yeah. The Return of the Jedi. We did that one already. It was Go listen to that too one. Expensive. Yeah. Yes. Too expensive. The first scene filmed is the final scene of the movie. And it was actually Ooh. shot during the filming of Attack of the Clones in 2000. So we already had the ending. Who That's good thought? motivation. Who'd have thought? Who would have thought? Who'd have thought? thought that they, you know, Look at they us. knew where they were going? It's a prequel. They knew they knew yeah, where they these knew characters where were gonna end up. <laughs> um principal photography started in June 2003, the bulk of which took place on sound stages in Sydney, Australia. Although, like the last film, practical steps were constructed and shot as background footage comped into the film later on. Additional scenes were filmed in Thailand, Switzerland, China, Italy, and the UK. Lucas shot the film using what he called the V technique. The vagina technique? V, yeah, the vaginal technique. It's highly sexual. Um, he didn't come up with it. Highly, he just, highly, highly, highly sexual. Highly sexual. <laughs> what we do, we took, you know, most films, they use one camera. But here we use two cameras at two, once. Two, two cameras? Two, two cameras capturing multiple angles at the same time. Further utilizing digital film once again meant Russia could be sent to editors same day. A process wow. that usually takes 24 hours with analog. Originally, there were a lot more ties to the original, but apparently it was, like, it was written very much to mirror the last, yeah, like Empire Strikes Back Return of the Jedi. I tried to be smart and tried to structure the whole notes around this. 
but I couldn't do it. But I think it allowed us to talk about the film sort of piece by piece. It's something, um, the, I forget when he fucking said it, Yoda said it in first or second one. Fear is the part of the dark night, right? Yeah. Fear leads to anger, leads to hate, leads to suffering. And that is the structure of Revenge of the Sith. And it's done really fucking well, actually. It's like very much like a four-act sort of structure, or if you count the first and sort of last, of like opening and ending. Um, but I thought that would be a good way of us going through the film. So, fear, Patrick Nointing and Donnie Darker. Fear. <laughs> so the film starts with, I think, one of my favorite opening scenes, opening shots, sorry. You know, usually it's like, and then the camera like goes from the start and it just like pans down or tilt down or whatever. And it's like a ship. And then we're inside the ship. And it's one of the few times where it like fucking moves. It like, it looks down and it's just like the biggest Star Wars you've ever seen. The biggest <laughs> space battle you've ever Big seen in your fucking life. Fucking it just pew, 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 pew. Yeah. There's, there's even there's so much shit happening in the background. There's even as a joke from one of the uh, visual effect nights, there's a kitchen sink. Oh, really? Somewhere in there. There's just a literal around. kitchen sink just flying around. I couldn't be bothered to look for it. But you pan down and you're in it and you're suddenly it's fucking Anakin and Obi-Wan phew, flying through trying to get to Palpatine. And I think that's always a good way to start the Star Wars movie. It's kind of like Phantom Menace, but like Phantom Menace is like two Jedi Knights, you know, figuring out this fun little mystery. But then it's just weird because then they go into a room and they get gassed. And I think I literally have already forgotten what happened in Phantom Menace. Yeah, I Menace. forgot. I've, I remember I've it being boring. This film, they find a child. Honest. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some lizard man. I don't know. Then the lizard man. There's, I, the thing you just said as well is like there's a lot of too much shit happening in the way of the yeah. interesting bit. And right away, this is the case. Because like this opening sequence is like, like 20 minutes, half an hour maybe. It was originally an hour long. Good just God. this bit. Just like, God. dude, relax. Because, but there's still stuff in it. Like, like them just flying to the ship and them getting attacked by those little like balls. Don't need that. There's like too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. too, too much of that. But I appreciate, I think this is what I would reference thing in the last one in that there needs to be some sense that they like each other in yeah. the movie, you know, Anakin yeah, yeah, yeah. and Obi-Wan. And they do try that at least here. There's like friendly banter with them yeah. at the beginning yeah, he, talking about you know, like he, interesting times that they've had in these Clone Wars that uh, sound a lot more yeah. interesting than any of the events that have gone on in this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they go, <laughs> they fly right in, jump out the ship, and again, a, a very uh, a scene I thought I knew you would love, which is them in the elevator and R2 just not being able to fucking fix it. Dude, R2-D2. <laughs> Especially in this early, <laughs> this fucking scene, and I feel like you barely see him for the rest of the movie. Is all right, yeah, so that's true. Actually, all you do is get Obi Wan for a gun, whatever reason, firstly. like <laughs> hating on R two D two, and Anakin yeah. trying to take. He's off trying, one. yeah. 
But then R2-D2 again, like he did in the last film, starts pulling out all this shit. I don't see why they didn't just send R2-D2. Like, who needs the fucking clones? They cloned the worst fucking person possible. Django Fett. He sucks. He dies (laughs) instantly. And then all Mm. of his fucking clone children that, that they create, like, are all fucking pointless and of course his favorite one that he kept himself and molded to be the even worse goes and becomes boba fett and good god you know how that's going he fucking sucks well, he's the drizzling shit yeah. and <laughs> should have stayed in that we that he should have stayed pit. in that fucking sarlacc pit god damn it and then we we uh are subjected to this fucking like dumbass clone war thing going on when you could have just sent R2-D2 to fucking destroy all the droids. <laughs> That's all you needed to he do. Had, this, he, he, like, he had the oil. He had fucking fire. Oil. He, had the, he had the gun, like a taser. He destroyed it, man. He can fly. Yeah. What the fuck? Why is he so OP now? He's like fucking like <laughs> God Shaggy, you know? Like, what the fuck is going on? Ultra Instinct R2-D2 over here flying around, destroying all the droids. <laughs> Well, I, I'm so I glad that they stopped doing droid voices like this, like in the TV series. Wow! Like, the, no, these not R two. Like R two's whatever, but it's the um, oh, you mean like oh, uh, hey you, like all these horrible voices. They sound fucking stupid. Like this film now they have is like normal sort of voices. like embarrassing. Like if you were like watching this, like say you were like a guy or a girl who was trying to in, you know like impress a partner who didn't give a shit about star Wars wars or whatever. And you had a potential partner coming over and you have star Wars on, it would be embarrassing. All the sounds, these fucking droids and shit are making in this movie. Like it's fucking childish. It's like watching Pokemon or something like, you know, like, you know, no, no offense to people like Pokemon, but like, you know, the sounds that Mm. the dub make like, you know, American dub, creates for these characters for all these animes and shit are just embarrassing it sounds like you're watching a kid's show <laughs> i mean that is a kid's show yeah it's yeah, a kid's like, movie it's, it's, a kid, it's a kid's movie it's a, kid's movie. Say, it's a guy get de- yeah. decapitated in the first scene you know fucking this, kids movie i was about yeah i keep like having to stop myself on this one in particular but there's stuff yeah. like this throughout but i'm like it's always a kid movie it's always a kid movie this one is a little more mature yes I was going to say, just, you know, like the first half of it, it's like real kid friendly. And then it gets dark, you know, because he starts killing kids or whatever. Um, but no, it is, he does slice that dude's head off, which is one <laughs> of my favorite moments because of how fucking casual it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, firstly, he like cuts his hands off, which is already a fucked up thing. And then he like goes for like execution and Palpatine's like, do it. And he's just like, oh man, I really shouldn't. And he's like, now, yeah. now you stop. You've already cut this old man's hands off. Why didn't and Dooku just like, speak up though? Why didn't he like out Palpatine? He didn't want to out him, bro. He knows though. But he's he's like, committed to the cause, dude. But he's going to get and killed and he doesn't know if it's guy? like, And he doesn't know if it's like part of a bigger thing. He's not going to out himself in front of a fucking Jedi. He's still <sighs> a believer in the cause, bro. He died for the cause. Stupid! All these people are—they're all so stupid. Like Anakin's a fucking idiot. He can't fucking see this old man, like who clearly knows everything about the Sith, even though he's supposed to be this fucking senator guy. You know who became? I was gonna say the chance. I was gonna say again. He doesn't figure it out. 
But he only figured that out when he basically told them. Yeah. He's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's yeah. like, I know the way to the dark side. And he's like, wait, you know the way to the dark side? <laughs> like, dude, he told you that whole story at the opera. This dude yeah, you trying you to like. Here, like, he said, what was his name? Darth Plagueis or whatever. Darth Plagueis uh, the Vibe. <laughs> It's like, did you not, do you know, you don't remember that? I didn't know about that. How does this chancellor man like know so much about the, the Sith and the Jedi? Like, and also why is he like, so, uh, you know, skeptical of the Jedi as well? Like, don't you ever ask Mm. yourself that? I don't know. But no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Just turn your back on the only person who's ever been nice to you. That's okay. (laughs) You know, what? I'm going to do these notes. I'm going to like combine these notes real quick because I think that would be a fun way to do it. So we have our <laughs> intrepid heroes. We have Ewan McGregor returning and Obi-Wan. We're getting into the cast while we're getting into the story. We're doing both. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Ewan McGregor returns and Obi-Wan. And I say it every time. Best He's still the strongest thing. He's yeah. still the best part. He still carries yeah, especially it. Especially in this one. Especially in this, this one in particular. He's really holding his weight. Yeah, but this one is the only time where like, ah, oh, but there's a few other people that really give him a run for his money that like are clearly having fun with it. But yeah, I think you and McGregor. This is like I think it's taken this long. It's the closest to Alec, Alec Guinness, Guinness, yeah, Guinness that he had gotten so far at this point. He's like, it. He does a good job of like finally bridging those characters. Like I believe this him guy, this guy in Revenge of Death becomes the guy. In a new hope. Although it was funny, I was watching this with Julia, and she was just like, got up to like, I don't know, get a drink or something. I can't remember. And she's just like turning over and looking. She was just like, "What's wrong with his voice?" Like, oh, he doing the voice, Scottish, right? And I was just like, "Yeah, but he's trying to be Alec Guinness, I guess." So that's Wait. like why he sounds like that. And she's just like, "Hello there." That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to sound like Alec Guinness. <laughs> it's weird. But it, yeah. it gets it kind of has to happen, or he could just not bother. Yeah, um, he's still he's still yeah. It's it's all right. I mean, great. he probably and he f- probably gets it when he like he in, he clearly becomes the character in the show. In, in the show. Yeah, he finally yeah. figures it all out. But he's good. He's really good in this, and I just fucking feel bad for him. It's just like he was thrown into this situation where like he was forced to train this kid, and he didn't want to, and he couldn't really figure it out he couldn't be the father figure he needed yeah and sort of because of that and multiple other things you know he thought the dark knight become hitler and so he's just fucking mad guilty about it and like by the end it's just like i just have to you know like i have to kill my best friend or like everything goes to shit but he and he fucking and he doesn't he fucking fails it's just it's a story <laughs> It's a story of failure, and that's why I like the movie because it's yeah. like Empire Strikes Back, which is like arguably the best of those ones. It's also a story of failure, yeah, and loss. Does and he? Does he like know at the? Does at the end? Does he? I can't remember, like what. The, I, I rewatched the uh, Obi Wan last episode in preparation for this. Mm. Like, I remember there's a lot of the, in that show, a lot of stuff about like how he starts to like sense that Vader's out there and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, how that all links back up and there's a lot of memories floating between the two and then past, uh, past things come up like past training sessions and all that. But I can't remember if like 
he knows that he's alive? Like he doesn't. He doesn't. Does he? Like he thinks no, no. he did. At the, end, at, the, at the end of this movie, he thinks he's dead. Yeah. Um, and then again, I don't you know, understand be- how they don't know how to sense. Like they're not force sensitive of people that like of other Jedi's and Sith people, unless if it's convenient to the plot. Like when Yoda said, "Well, this is like, the thing." He like he oh, like leaves. Oh, oh my heart! All the, all the Jedi are being killed. All the Jedi oh, I can dead. feel that, but I can't feel that. Like this fucking Sith Lord's right here in the fucking room. But whatever, I digress. Um, <coughs> I can sense you have the Force in you. I oh, I sense the Force is strong with this one. Okay, cool. It's not, like it's convenient. It's not an exact it's convenient, well, it's right? Not it's not an exact science, man. It's yeah, because there's feeling. no fucking science. Can, it's just some fucking exactly. bullshit. Midichlorians, midichlorians, midichlorians. Fucking. We'll go back to midichlorians. Yeah. You just you wait. <laughs> um, this fight. So though. yes, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know. Adia. Yeah. He killed him. He thinks he's dead. He's left him for dead. He's like this dude. I cut his legs and arm off, and he's being burnt alive. I'm yeah. gonna walk away. I think I've got it. I think I'm done. And you can explain it away in being like, well, Anakin did die that day. You know, that sort of thing. Um, and then he fucked off and completely shut himself off. Yeah. And then it's in the show. We'll get, we'll get into it later because I don't, I really don't like how they do it in the show, actually. Yeah. And everybody's favorite cast member, Hayden Christensen. He's back, He's back. guys. I'm back. I'm Little Hayden Christensen. Little Anakin. He's back. Little hi. I'm Hayden Christensen. All grown up. Who motherfucker bulked up for this movie? He was told to bulk up to physically show Anakin's transformation in between films. Worked out with a trainer in Sydney for three months, <laughs> and according to him, eating six meals a day, and he was on every protein and weight gain supplement that man had ever created. Oh, I've got one for you. Snack time! <laughs> There's something about that look you gave to me. I know you can only need one thing. It's snack time. In the morning. It's snack time. In the evening. It's snack time. I can't wait for you. It's snack time. To say those words to me. It's snack time. It's snack time. It's snack time. I can't wait for you to say. It's snack time. What you got? Snack time. We're in Happening. we're in space, right? You know, and you you need your protein. Well, I've got yeah. seven point two grams of protein for you right here oh, in this pouch boy. of. Milky Way, Magic Stars, beautiful, in perfect, theme with Star and Galaxy, you know, themed uh, snacks for our nice. Star Wars episode, and I don't think either one of us have ever done Magic Stars. No, don't think and, so. No, and we are in the most <laughs> magical worlds with Jedi wizards and Banshee warlords. I don't know. <laughs> What the fuck? It has a and face. It has a face on it. These little stars. They kind of look like the stars that like Yugi and his friends got in um, <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. I think it was like the second or third season where they were like in the Battle Kingdom or something. Whatever that shit was called. 
and they like would were awarded stars for when they won and then they got like five or six of them they got to go to the championship i don't fucking know i just wanted to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. um so yeah it's more interesting than this come on man come on how are they what a whole handful of them they're, li- they're a little small yeah little you gotta stars. you gotta like go for them these things are good man they're good yeah. I get frustrated with the little chocolates sometimes. I feel like they th- flying around. I feel like I don't. I don't get like ever like a really good bite. Yeah, you know? like buttons. Well, I guess they're for little kids, or at least that's like, the first time I like ever this had movie. them. Was uh, <laughs> first time I ever had them was like I was just like very recently up in Glasgow, and uh, my wife's sister had bought a couple of packs for her her two daughters and they were just running around with them. And I had a little mm. bit and I was like, Oh yeah, they're all right. All right. All right. Pretty nice. Okay. So uh, how many do you think you just had Was that enough to make a judgment? <laughs> I've, I've had like probably at least 12. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how many like shoveling? It in. How many, how many TGI jump? Jumps? How many what? Yeah. How many yeah, how many TGI like leap into the air do you oh, give it? Like corkscrews and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um I give it like uh they're they're pretty good. Four old man spins through the air. You know, he, he, he <laughs> rotates four times as he like goes to kill these kill these Jedi's. Um, Motherfucker is yeah. strong with the dark side, you know? I feel like you're not paying attention to that. He's not that old. I like this scarring. Like, that makes him look older. <laughs> I like this Milky Way. You know, Milky Ways are nice. I think they're mm. even better in America, which is crazy. That's that's not usually yeah. how it goes. Rich Chocolate, again, people are just uh, like a little too high on their high horse here in, in uh, Britain with their supposedly superior chocolate it's like who gives a shit that's all you got we do have, very, we do we have, have really good chocolate fucking goldfish or cheese it's or anything like that so shut up <laughs> someone is someone is bitter today what do you have i have a bad snack because i didn't give myself any time to go get one so i got something that was in the this house again. this again yes. this, and you know fuck it jedi they're like, you know, you know, they, they go to the dead note. They're kind of like cowboys. Sure. They, they're kind of like space cowboys. You don't know where I'm going. The, the thing I have has a cowboy hat on it. And it's okay. Pringles, Texas, uh, BBQ sauce flavor. Look, there's a cowboy hat on it. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that screams Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? It was that or a banana, and I was gonna be like, "Oh shit, this movie is bananas." <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. looking for like a drink or something to like brighten it up. I don't really have anything. I haven't had a barbecue uh, Pringle in a long time. I like my Pringles original. I like them sour cream usually, but um, Dusty's mum like for at the birthday gift got me like a whole box of like Pringles, and they were all like. <laughs> Like the little one, but like multiple yeah. flavors. And I've been mo- working my way through them. And there was another barbecue one that was like scorching barbecue. That was good, but way too spicy. Um, this one's just regular barbecue. You know what I don't like? Is that 
You can open it up. Oh, I'm like, wow. I'm fucking broken into pieces, bro. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with that? So have you set all of them up and just use them as like a, a really exorbitant amount of bongos? Like, you know, just tap yeah, yeah. all of them. Yeah. What else am I supposed to do with them? Yeah. I don't know. Make a movie. <laughs> you know, at least I'm over here thinking musically okay. here. You know, I'm trying to inspire myself to like finish my album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How'd that go? Ah, <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have these Pringles now. Cool. Have I them. got two that aren't broken. Snap into that slime. You have tree. to eat them two at a time, right? Yeah. You yeah. do that. You can't I have just one Pringles. Two weird. magic stars at a time. So yeah, go ahead. I like to make my Pringles into duck lips, you know, and stick them in my mouth and then crotch them and, and gulp them. You know what I mean? So I look like Duck Man mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, what? Well. Uh, that's the only way. Stick your tongue through Ooh. it. If people don't know what I'm talking about, they haven't lived, you know? They, haven't, they haven't been yeah, what five, are they doing? five years old and eating a Pringle, you know? How do you do it? Oh, put that one like in the- your left hand is that your left hand over top yeah of over top of the other one but that same way there you go no no flip it back over flip it back over yeah and put that bit in your mouth or one of those ends in your mouth that's what she said (laughs) just the end and then you have you have duck lips there you go quack quack <laughs> How many um, cuts to good. very uninteresting uh, other elements to this overcomplicated like story about politics that nobody gives a shit about? Are you cutting to when there's a really cool lightsaber battle going on? Try to put that on mm. your spreadsheet, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Good luck parsing that down. The four, the solid four, solid four, four cutaway. Yeah, the four cutaway. Maybe four and a half. I'm, I'm really wow. weary of like pulling, pulling out five. I think mm-hmm. four is safe. Very rare to pull out five. You know, I don't just throw them out. You know, like some people do. Some people like to just throw five out all the time. But I, I like to really like think about my rating. When did I throw a five out recently? I threw a four I, I out could, for these magic stars. You're acting like, you know, I'm over here Dave Meltering this shit, you know? I just feel like, you know, there was a few in a row. No, there was a, a few in a row. Um, I don't remember them now. But, you know, it's not, not worth going into. It's fine. Well, you know, something worth going into is this battle. This, uh, you know, this, uh, this big battle at the end of the film, you know, which is uh, clearly the scene of the movie. But, um... Mm. I don't know, Phil. Did you did you know? Now you that we're all skip to that up, bit? there was mm. well, yeah, there was there was an interesting uh, battle going on in this movie that, like, you know, that everyone saw. We saw. We've already mentioned it a little bit of what happens. You know, there's a great, great, you know, thing where Anakin, you know, is he's all like, "I hate you," and then you know, Obi Wan's like, "Oh, <laughs> but you were my oh, brother. I love you. Then, I yeah. love you." And then they, I love you, but I'm letting you let you burn, bitch. And he lets, lets them burn. There's some choking of a woman and stuff. All sorts of shit like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about you, but there was Kid another movie. version. There was another version of that scene, apparently, that was out there in the world that some people saw. I don't know if 
Like, if you've ever heard about this. Are you joking? I don't because know. That- I mean, there's another version out there, I think. That I feel like saw. you're joking because there is another version of it that I will talk about. Well, maybe this is it because this person clearly it. saw it. Okay. All right. I'm reading this. It's from an anonymous user online who up- uploaded this years ago and says, to protect my identity, not wanting to reveal my name, I kept my name anonymous. G. Lucas. In- <laughs> this is something I have been through way back in 2005. I was 23 at the time, and I often hanged out with my younger brother, Bobby, who was 22 at the time. Mind you guys, I didn't write this in this person. I'm going to read it the way they wrote it. And some things are, you know, not the best written. But anyway, I digress. I was 23 at the time. And I often hanged out with my younger brother, Bobby, who was 22 at the time. I'm a huge fan of the Star Wars movies, including Empire. and Including Empire, the most revered one. (laughs) (laughs) And enjoyed the what is now Legends novels and comics. When Revenge of the Sith came out, I was excited to see the movie and decided to go see it with Bobby and his friends who were huge Star Wars fans. As I went to the theaters, I bought tickets, popcorn, and an orange soda and went to the room playing Revenge of the Sith. Does that pertain to the story? Hey man, snacks, dude. Snacks. Snacks. Snack time. Yeah. I saw a few parents with their kids crying as they left. I was wondering why, but then I saw an angry father yelling at the manager of the movie theater. And they mentioned about Padme being stabbed in the heart by Anakin and her babies being eaten alive. I did not know what he was talking about. So I went into the room when they were playing the Star Wars movie. As I turned around to see my brother and his friends, the movie started off very well as I liked the scenes where Anakin defeats Count Dooku or Obi-Wan fighting Grievous. At least someone enjoyed that. When the movie got to the part where Padme confronted Anakin on Mustafar as Obi-Wan was eavesdropping on them, I saw a red screen of death. Bobby talked to one of the staff members of the movie theater and they told everyone that the projector had been having issues since a week earlier and they will get it running again. I didn't care if the screen froze again or anything like that. Whatever. After 10 minutes, the Star Wars movie came on. It showed Padme pleading Anakin to stop being evil as Anakin noticed that Obi-Wan had come with her and said, you're with him. You've brought him here to kill me. His eyes were Mm. turning bloodshot and the movie froze for a minute. As the movie is still frozen, I was nervous at this point, so I did not know what was going on. I knew the children crying as they came out of the room earlier and the angry father yelling at the staff about something. This was something I noticed about something was not right at all. (laughs) God, this is written so bad. What the fuck? As the movie unpaws, Anakin stabs Padme the same way Kylo Ren stabbed and killed Han Solo in The Force Awakens. As she was screaming, (laughs) as she was screaming and cuts her heart open as guts and blood were realistic. I'm told you this is written horribly. The screams lasted a while as I felt a shiver down my spine. Anakin was eating Padme alive as she screams while Anakin (laughs) brings out a realistic knife and jabs it in her heart. I noticed that the actors and actress were different. As if the scene was fan-made? My brother and his friends ran off to talk to a staff member. I watched in horror as Anakin cuts Padme's stomach open as he begins to take out the babies and scratches them violently, causing the babies to scream in pain. 
Then everyone in the movie theater began crying and screaming in horror. So I ran out of the room. I turned back for a minute to see Anakin violently biting the babies as if he were a wolf with rabies and eats <laughs> their heads off. Obi-Wan screams, oh. no! At the top of his lungs as Anakin was eating the corpses of Padme and her babies, I ran to the car and I was really scared. I didn't know what to do, but I freaked out a bit as I felt someone touch my shoulder. I turned around to see Bobby and his friends who were shocked at what they just saw. We both had each other's phone numbers. Of course you did. It was your fucking brother, you idiot. As he said he would get to the bottom no, of No, let me explain. <laughs> I had his phone number. <laughs> As he said that he would get to the bottom of where that fan-made screen came from. A week later, Bobby said it looked like a fan made by a group of high school bratty teenagers who are as stupid as Purple Shep. I had to look that up and it's like a YouTube account and it seems like this clearly been made just to dunk is. on purple Shep. I don't fucking know. Oh, here we go. I sent a letter to the 20th Century Fox and they sent a letter back the next day. That was really quick. No, um, the mail works really quick. It says, Dear because you know, an- anonymity. That's his name? Thank you for contacting us. We were so shocked at what you saw. We have gotten more complaints of this fan-made ending for the Star Wars Episode 3, so we will sue and even file use charges <laughs> we're gonna sue you for watching it <laughs> on the people who made this fan made ending which was used to scare young children I know that you and your friends are huge Star Wars fans we would do our best to find out where this ending scene came from dude your brother literally just said it was a fucking fan made shit from some bratty high school kids okay yeah anyway that was not how Star Wars Tell Episode us. 3 was supposed to end. We made the ending mostly kid-friendly so all children, including adults, can enjoy all at once. The next That's day, true, Bobby on. said that he got the same letter from 20th Century Fox that they were going to sue and even use file charges. What does that mean? On the people who <laughs> made this fan-made ending <laughs> to Revenge of the Sith. Together, we all went to see Star Wars Episode 3, and this time, we got the better ending, where Anakin only forced chokes The happy Padme ending. Instead he only chokes his wife. He only chokes her. And Padme gives birth to Luke and Leia alive before passing away, and Anakin becoming Darth Vader. Some By the end of the movie, the staff told me that the group of four teenage boys that were in high school were charged and even sued. They were charged and sued. <gasps> for putting a scary and gorgeous fan-made ending in a Star Wars film by 20th Century Fox. What do you think of that, Phil? What the fuck kind of bullshit fan fiction story did you just read me? Fan fiction, you say, Phil? Okay. If you want some fan fiction. I don't want fan fiction. You, But you're going to get it. I don't it. want it. Oh, okay. Before we I hit, don't like this. Before we I don't hit like record, this. Phil, I clearly asked you. Make you me feel to... bad. You make me feel bad about liking Star Wars, and I don't like that. Phil, I I told you before we hit record, I was going to make you choose between two things, and I gave you the options of of haircut or eyeglasses, needing glasses, yeah. and you said haircut, so you're going to have to take what you 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 said that you know. You, you want it, and you just brought up fan fiction. So if you don't like the creepypastas, then I got some fan fiction for you. Because what if, okay, we know that ending that that guy just wrote a creepypasta about was clearly fake. And we've seen the film. Mm. That never happened. I mean, maybe it could have. Mm. You know, it's 
possible someone fucked around, found out. But I don't think it happened. It was clearly That's badly written by unlikely. someone. It's yeah. highly unlikely. Because we work in a cinema. We know you'd clearly lose your job if you're fucking with the film. Yeah. Anyway, what if, uh, you know, the ending, which is so sad in this film, you know, it's so sad. So sad. Brothers it is turn sad. into enemies. I don't appreciate how you're saying it. <laughs> you know, but what if there could have been a better life for all of these characters, particularly Padme as well? What if, mm. Phil? So this what is if? called Mistakes Were Made, which is a part of a Star Wars fan fiction called Obi Anadala One Shots, written by Vader Toast. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> That's a funny. possible scenario, say, you know, um, if these characters were all living peacefully together, and by together, mm-hmm. I mean together. It's called oh, Mistakes no. Mistakes Were Made. God damn it. Why all did right. I even write notes? Closing the door behind him, Obi-Wan took a moment to relish the cool breeze of the air conditioning. It was beastly hot out, <laughs> even for the middle of <laughs> it summer. It was beastly hot. And the short trip from the parking lot had left him sweating. Parking lot. This is fan fiction, bro. Get with it. You're going to have to s- the just let it settle in. Let it settle, okay. let it, dude, there's a fucking like, runway in this film. And oh, I don't understand it because clearly all the crafts can lift up vertically. So why do they need runways? But whatever. Why isn't there traffic? Why isn't there air traffic if cars can fly? Go on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So... <laughs> Dropping his keys in the bowl, he noted that Anakin's keys. keys were in the right place for once as well, strongly suggesting the younger man had not left the apartment at all that day. They share an apartment. Not that they you can blame him given the weather. It's beastly hot out there. <laughs> yeah, it's beastly hot. Anakin? Hearing no reply, he continued into the living area, pausing to drop his bag on the table. He supposed it was possible Anakin was asleep, but given the state of the coffee maker, he highly doubted it. Walking down the hallway, he stopped short in the doorway of their bedroom, mouth agape. Anakin Skywalker glared back at him, hair noticeably shorter than he had been that morning. You hate it. Did I say anything? Oh, I know it looks bad. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I didn't say anything. It's my hair. I can do what I want with it. Obi-Wan nodded in sincere agreement. That is correct. (laughs) Would you like to talk? No. May I kiss you? (laughs) No, he doesn't say that. I feel like I'm watching Twilight. What the fuck, Anakin appeared to consider for a moment before nodding, and Obi-Wan gave him a quick kiss. I want a good haircut. Well, I am sure you've noticed I'm home. It's good to see you. Anakin made a vaguely affirmative sound before going back to whatever he was doing on his computer. Giving his shoulder a quick squeeze, the older man left the room while pulling out his phone. He had an idea, although it wasn't particularly enthused about it. Pulling up his conversation with Quinlan Voss. Do you know who that is? I don't fucking know who that is. Quinlan Voss. Yeah, fuck it. I don't remember. Who is it? Some extended universe character? Yeah, you go ahead. All right. I'll tell you if it's uh, anyone important. Anyway, he typed out a message reluctantly. Obi-Wan hesitated as conflicting feelings clashed in his brain, but his affection for Anakin eventually won out. Sighing ruefully, he hit send. Obi-Wan says, I need the blackmail photos. He barely had time to glance away at the screen before the phone buzzed in reply. What? 
instant conversation. Quinlan replies, Hell yeah, Kenobi! Whose do you need? What the creep? What the creep? Obi-Wan replies, Mine. Whose all do you have? Quinlan sends back an angel emoji. Well, that was certainly unsettling. It's, if not very surprising. Quinlan sends another text. I shared the folder with your email. You should be good. Opening his own computer, Obi-Wan did indeed have an email from Quinlan with his subject suffer. Obi-Wan replies, Your efficiency in this matter troubles me, but thinks all the same. Kreef, how many pictures did Quinlan have? Obi-Wan wasn't even sure he remembered when some of these were taken. He sorted through his options. His phone buzzed again. This time it was a message from Padme. Anakin tells me that you think his hair looks stupid. Anakin's an idiot. I figured, but I wanted to make sure. How is he? He seems upset. I think I have a short-term solution. Padme replies, how bad is it? Obi-Wan replies, fairly. He thought for a moment before adding... <laughs> fairly bad. He thought, he, thought a, he thought for a moment... What a way to describe a haircut. Before adding the one word he knew would communicate the severity of the matter. Bangs. <laughs> Bangs, no! Padme replies, oh honey, with a laughing face emoji. Give him a hug for me. I'll pick up some scissors on the way home. They all live together? Dude, it's a fucking thruple, dude. Uh, And this person uh, has written so many fucking thruple stories about these three. It's pretty great. Okay. That was probably wise. Anakin was correct that he could style his hair however he chose. But Obi-Wan had the distinct impression he had been pleased with the fruits of his labor. After some consideration, he selected four <laughs> pictures that seemed to be an appropriate level of cringeworthy. Still partially wanting to abandon the plan, he printed them out and walked back into the bedroom. The things he did for love. Sitting on the edge of the bed, he held the paper out wordlessly. Taking it from him, Anakin's eyes widened. He looked up, his earlier sullen expression replaced by one of disbelief. No! Yes. Bang! No way! You're currently holding verified photographic evidence of Obi-Wan Kenobi mullet. What? Now, appearing absolutely delighted, he glanced between the picture and the man in front of him crawling forward to wrap his arms around Obi-Wan. Thank you. After leaning into each other for a minute, the younger man rolled over so he was lying with his head on Obi-Wan's lap. For what it's worth, dear one, Obi-Wan said, stroking his face affectionately. You are very attractive, including your hair. The snort <laughs> he was answered with was certainly regretful, kind of like the choice of me doing this story, but not nearly as hostile as the mood he had been when he first got home. I don't hate it as much as I thought I did. That's good, Obi-Wan ran a hand through the curls. If you do decide to change it at all, I believe Padme is planning to bring home some proper scissors. Oh, thank God! I still hate it so much! The end. It's a thruple, dude. I love these stories. That was it. That was it. Yeah. I've, okay. I've never heard anything like that. I, what? But that's I, what, what it could be, know. man. That's what it could be. I don't want it. I'd rather they all die. All of them? Really? I'd rather they all live in... Yeah, I'd rather they all live in Minerate. Dude, I, I read a few of them. It was pretty them cute, man. It was like fucking Obi-Wan and... Anakin and Padme all raising Luke and Leia together, who are still alive. That's kind of cute. Yeah. Read me the read the I read the Glasses one. 
Oh, I've already exited out. I don't know if I can know where that is. No. You want me to read no, something? Might, might want to even bother with the rest of the episode. Oh, so you want to... This should just be it. You want to read... should read another one and then let's end it. I mean, I could do that. <laughs> we could easily do that. If you want. Because I personally... I mean, you know, I think those stories were great, but I took a stab at doing my own Star Wars fan fiction. Then you fucking have to read it. You can't just say that on the show and not read it. You have to. Okay. All right. Well, this is the last one, okay? Because we got shit to do, like wrapping up this episode. All right. This is called The Night Vader Came Home. (laughs) I'm ready. It was a cool October Eve, the day before Halloween. Wind whistled down from the vast mountain landscape of They have Halloween in Star Wars. You'll find out. And the leaves in the forest had all turned Maz Cantana orange. Or Maz Kanata? <laughs> How do you say her name? Maz Kanata? Maz Kanata orange. Fuck it. I hate her. The leaves had all turned a Shokatano orange. There was a disturbance in the palace grounds on this day as a 16-year-old Princess Leia was being given a browbeating by her stupid adoptive father, Viceroy Bail Organa, on the importance of being a responsible adult. Gosh, why can't I just go to the Galactic Mall and hang out with my friends like a normal teenager, exclaimed Leia. You can't just keep me locked up here my entire life with only my ladybug droid to keep me company. Dear child, said Viceroy Organa as he rests his black knee-high boot on the edge of the step Leia was sitting on. Sexy, right? It's meant to be sexy sexy shit. Yeah, no, that's some sexy (laughs) shit, right? Galactic. I want to go to the Galactic Mall, bro. I know you're upset with your mother and I, but the Rebel Alliance is planning a big mission. We've finally located the plans for the Death Star. You, as a politician in training, should be invested in this great news. Many lives are lost every day so that you can afford to keep that droid of yours up and running. Just as the Viceroy says this, a tired, weak Lola flutters into the courtyard. In her advanced years, she makes a sound as if she were but a tin can hurtling through the air with nothing but rusty nails inside. As she reaches where the Viceroy and the Princess are sitting, she spurts out an obscene amount of oil, and one of her wings dislodges, causing the poor droid to fall to the stone-lined ground. Oh, Lola, Leia frowns. Sea child, proclaims the (laughs) (laughs) I love just a child. Dear child. (laughs) She had a name, She's 16, bro. (laughs) You can't even keep your droid properly maintained with the allowance you were given. Your mother and I won't bail, because his name is Bell. Bell you yeah. out this time. You would just have to get a job. If you don't want this to be the last flight of your dear droid. Oh, no. Poor Leia. Leia frowns at the Viceroy. <laughs> Fuck me. Did you actually write this? Oh, yeah, I wrote this. Yeah. Like, okay, good, the good. hour. I'm just making The hour sure. before we record it. The hour not retouching. Yeah. <laughs> And All this stuff that I've completely derailed. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, after calling in a few favors, Queen Brea 
managed to secure the young princess a babysitting job on the planet of Tatooine to look after a young boy named Luke, son of farmers Owen and Biru Lars, who were off to a moisture farming convention in Mos Eisley for the evening. As the princess was exiting the atmosphere of Alderaan in her brand new Karelian Corvette, headbanging to the latest record by Vigrin Dian and the modal nodes, the distracted teenager <laughs> didn't notice Good a reference. TIE fighter piloted by an ominous dark figure in her pursuit. <laughs> Leia reaches the sand planet of Tatooine in record time, a trip that should have taken four days was accomplished in like an hour. This is what is called manipulating the narrative. That, or I was too lazy to go back and make the story start four days earlier because I wanted to be on Halloween. <laughs> Either way, Leia enters the Tatooine <laughs> airspace. Totally work. <laughs> Either way, Leia enters the Tatooine airspace and makes her way to the wasteland of Junland. The princess lands outside the Lars homestead and exits her craft. Gosh, what a dump this planet is. Nothing but savage sand people, womp rats. Can't wait to see what kind of gene pool this poor kid Larry was plucked from, <laughs> says the princess if she begins to knock on the door to this domed house. A dusty blonde-headed boy answers, and he looks at the princess with mouth agape. He looks her down from her cinnamon bun adorned head to her white boot-covered feet. The boy quickly diverts his gaze to the two sons in the distance. He pulls down the front of his robe to cover up his crotch of his bleached-out Levi's. <laughs> Levi's? <laughs> hey, dude, Luke was wearing bleached-out Levi's on the very first Star Wars. He said it himself. Sure. Mark Hamill said it on Twitter. He was wearing Levi's. All right. The pain of the twin stars burning and blinding his retinas was worth it. To avoid such embarrassment again in front of the most beautiful girl he'd ever seen. Come in, the haggard <laughs> boy says as he waves the princess in. Look, I don't need a babysitter. My parents are just worried because there have been a few home invasions by the sand people lately, and they, they don't want me oh, to get into any... Here we fucking go. <laughs> you son of a bitch. They don't want me to get into any mischief. I'm perfectly fine taking care of myself. Well, replies Leia, I had no intention looking after you anyway. Besides, you look like you're older than me. You should really be using sun... By like a minute or two. <laughs> you should really be using sunblock out here in this desert. Look, Larry, just leave me alone. I'm going to go watch a horror movie, eat some popcorn, and collect this easy money so I can fix my droid. The princess pulls Lola out of her holster. Why don't you go carve a pumpkin or whatever you nerf herders do here on Tatooine for Halloween? Hello-what? Uh, I, I could probably fix uh, that droid for you. And my name is Luke, exclaims Luke, as he watches the princess saunter off into the living quarters. The princess chucking the droid over her shoulder to the soiled boy. Thanks, Larry. Ah, <laughs> uh, she's the worst. <laughs> she's dog, dude. An hour later, Luke is in the garage putting the final touches on Lola. Ah, ah. The droid beeps in the action, flutters around the filthy boy. <laughs> <laughs> you really getting off on how dirty Luke is. Or oh, Larry, sorry. <laughs> As if she were a newly hatched butterfly <laughs> taking its first flight. The unwatched... <laughs> I forgot I wrote all these. Uh, the unwashed... <laughs> See? 
<laughs> Why can't he? What he lived in the desert, but he doesn't mean he doesn't shower, dude. <laughs> it just started because I caught him like du- a dusty boy opens the door, and then I just thought it was funny, so I kept running. And all these adjectives are just horrible. The unwashed boy. The unwashed boy smiles as he watches Soiled the droid. <laughs> Twirl around his head until outside the window he catches a glance of a large black ominous figure. Leia! The sooty boy screams. (laughs) (laughs) It's way better than the beta toast one. Sorry, go on. What do you want, nerd? Didn't I tell you to leave me alone? I'm trying to watch my movie. Leia retorts from the other room. Just then, the greasy boy sprints into the living quarters. Fucking hell. I think I just saw the boogeyman. Boogeyman? Questions Leia. What the hell are you on about, kid? Outside the window, standing in front of the house, the disheveled boy gasped as he pushed his oily hair from his eyes. There was the boogeyman. Leia let out a big huff as she rose from her chair, frowning to see what the boy was so worked up about. Just as she was about to enter the garage, an explosion of noise occurred when the door to the moisture farm was blown in from the outside and in walked a massive black ominous figure. The figure walked up to the pair of teens, breathing loudly through a black space mask, making the most horrible sound they had ever heard. should really stop smoking, Leia shouts, as Luke runs towards the figure as if to attack. The figure quickly sends the mucky boy flying through the wall (laughs) without even laying a finger on him. A concerned Leia looks at the figure. What powers are these? Are you one of those Jedi? I knew a man like this once. His name was Juan Kenobin, I think. Just then, the figure holds up his hand to the princess as if he was going to strangle her from across the room. The princess began to struggle, clutching her neck as as she choked from this mysterious witchcraft. The figure used his other hand to pull out a dildo-like object from his belt. He pressed a button on the side and a long, glowing red beam of light extended from his shaft. Out of nowhere... From the dildo. (laughs) Out of nowhere, several shots were fired from outside the farmhouse and struck the figure in his chest, causing an odd spark to emit from the box adorning his outfit and sent the figure to the ground. An old man outside the door looked down the barrel of a blaster pistol at the damage he had caused. He rushed inside to the princess, who was with tears in her eyes as she was seen to the grubby boy who was barely conscious, half inserted into the cheap plaster walls of the house. Hello there said the old man. Yay! Are you okay, child? The princess looked up at the old hermit. Was that the the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was, child, replied the geezer. (laughs) Geezer. He turned to see the figure was no longer lying in the doorway of the house. He he ran to the exit and saw the injured figure climb into the TIE fighter. Anakin! shouts the old man. He's gone! He's gone from here! The evil is gone! The princess openly sobs as she is sat in the hallway to the grimy boy's home. End. <laughs> That's good, right? You know what? That's actually really good. That was like really fun. <laughs> I think you should make a movie, bro. Oh, what? Just like, all I know how to do is just like, 
rip off things that already exist clearly <laughs> but yeah but it was good good fun it was good could do it though that was like i like better than half of the obi-wan show <laughs> like if it was just like a one-off special and it was just that that would have been yeah sick. the obi-wan show is fun though it's all right no it's fun sorry um, i am so sorry I ruined your whole entire episode. So rounding out the rounding out the cast. <laughs> I just feel like people know who's in this film. You know. All right, let's just ignore it then. Let's just jump. Let's fuck it. Final fight. Yeah. The best part of the movie. Final fight. The final fight had its basis in the Return of the Jedi novelized nation, where Obi Wan recounts his battle with Anakin, ending in the ladder falling into a molten pit. Okay. The first sort of remnant of it. Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor began rehearsing their climactic duel long before they were to shoot it, training extensively with stunt coordinator Nick Gilliard for like two, three months. They performed the entire sequence themselves with no stunt doubles. And they got so fucking good at it that the speed at which you see it in the film is the speed at which it was performed. Oh, wow. Like, that's how fast they were, like, actually fighting. In some, the only time they changed it was, like, on certain, like, big strikes, like, when he'd come down yeah. on him, they would take out a couple of frames, just single frames, just to increase the velocity of it. Yeah. But that's a fucking imp fight. I love that fight. I think it's like the Phantom Menace fight. It's, like, technically brilliant. Like, it's well choreographed and well structured and like it's like a wrestling match you're like the high spots and stuff and there's layers yeah. to it it moved around the arena it's just this insane they're literally fighting in hell and the world is like the planet like exploding around them and yeah it's like the uh the final fight of namek you know frieza versus goku you know you get that, that everything in dragon ball zebra Hey, Everything dude, just ripped off Dragon Ball Day. I, I did not talk about Dragon Ball at all in this episode. I've clearly only talked about Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> for those keeping That's count true. at home. Fair enough. In Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's a good fight, and it's emotional, and it, it's good. And that's the last time they fight. Or is it? <laughs> well, I mean, clearly it's not because, like, I, you know, just clearly wrote out, you know, I mean, fan fiction oh, yeah, or yeah, not. Did, did. Where the, but that wasn't, yeah. It he wasn't really he fucking blasted like one him. shoot the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you know, after this film, Obi-Wan, you know, after he shot Gre- Grievous and he, he made this sort of In the you heart. Know, laugh about guns and stuff and how they were like, I don't know, whatever he fucking said. Whatever Lucas was trying to say with that, if he was trying to do an anti-gun, you know, thing or whatever. So but, um, uncivilized. Yeah, no, it's just a re- it's a reference to um, he he said something like that in the original trilogy. Yeah, but you know he he clearly started using guns and stuff because like you know he knew that that was the easiest way to to like kill someone who was like a threat, mm. and he like clearly mm. in his advanced years, you know was using guns to take out Darth Vader, defend off Darth Vader when he came to go and face Luke and Leia. When every time he, he, he just protecting, every, yeah, every time stand your ground. Yeah. Every time he tried to get involved. Wasn't it, wasn't it house you know, though? He used a gun in, in Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? He did. Yeah. See, 
<laughs> fucking got you. Okay, well, I've... <laughs> I put some time aside yeah. for us to talk about the show. We've been referencing yeah, a lot over the last in. few... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just setting it up. Um, the last... I feel like we've referenced it a few times on the show for the last few months. I forgot when it came out, like May, right? Yeah. I think that's part of the reason to do this. But yeah, I don't really have any notes. I just thought we could share our feelings on the show. Yeah. Again, coming from wildly different perspectives on the Star Wars universe. <laughs> well, clearly... It sounds like you didn't mind it, though. Clearly, I um was using many a reference to things that happened in, in the show. Yeah, the little droid? The little I can't believe Lola you droid. That. Yeah. Yeah, I was that was using good. That. Um, yeah, no, I liked, I liked uh, Obi-Wan... It was like parts of it were sort of boring, but like the last couple of episodes were kind of like pretty fucking fire. Like, you know, like hot. There was stuff going on. It was fun. I actually Mm, like the fights were good. I had no problems with like them deciding to do a story about Leia instead of Luke. Um, I had no problems with the casting. I thought the little girl was fine. Uh, mm. I I definitely didn't have a problem with the fucking um, I forget her name at the moment, but one of the Reva, yeah, Reva, one of the what are they Inquisitors or whatever their fucking name? Inquisitor, yeah, she she's like the bad, she's like the main she's, bad guy of the show. Yeah, she's, she's really, really good. good. Uh, and I know there was a big like when we referenced this months and months ago. I think on one of the Star Wars of episodes about how racist the Star Wars fans are and giving her a lot of shit. I thought she's great and like her story is really good and like uh, how it kind of weaves around to being like a former Jedi and stuff. Who's like, you know, out for vengeance mm. against Darth Vader. Um, mm. But uh, succumbing to like the evil and stuff. And then just kind of turning around because she can't quite kill Luke. And it just brings up too many memories of her seeing Anakin come in and destroy all the Jedi kids in the temple. And she somehow mm. survived, you know, like all that's, good stuff and the fight and re- reigniting the fight and stuff is it, like, it's a really good final fight in that final episode. I think it's like nearly as good as it is in the film. And if anything, I think a lot of the way star Wars uh, for the TV shows in particular handles the subjects, they write better for these characters than George Lucas ever did. Mm-hmm. But like they bogged down a lot of this shit a lot as well with characters and side stories and stuff that kind of don't really matter. Or I don't care about, like there's a lot of stuff going on. You could have like fucking popped this Obi-Wan show out in two episodes, but they obviously like need to extend it to like keep people interested. And mm. you know, it's just good God. Like it just kind of goes on and on. And with all these like characters who are there to save the Jedi and blah, blah, blah. And all these like people who are sac- I mean, that's all star Wars ever is, is just stories of people who sacrifice themselves along the way it's like we've seen it so many times but you know whatever i digress it was like uh like a fine show it's not as good as like the mandalorian i don't think but um it's it's like better than the first half of book of boba fett until they decided to just turn it into mandalorian to the mandalorian (laughs) 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 that's fair um yeah i feel i've probably i've like similar Reaction, I guess. I feel like this should have been a movie. They didn't. Yeah. I feel like there wasn't that much story that you did that had to pad it out into the episode or however much it was. Yeah, definitely. It could have been a good movie. 
it would have been, and you could have upped the budget a bit and not shoot it all in one, like a tiny little dome room um, <laughs> where you can't catch a child over and over again, which is really annoying. But I, I did like it. I was really hyped for it. It was one of the few things like Disney bought Starwood. I'm like, I would love an Obi-Wan show. I think that's a great, that's a really good idea. Like there's such a lovely pocket of time to explore what he done fucking living at the hermit in the desert you know he could go on adventures and shit and come back and it'd be all right um and they kind of do that i feel like my main problem with the show is that yeah like i think again the anakin obi-wan stuff is really strong and everything outside that kind of weak even if it's interesting i like seeing the rebellion like in the early days and you get more of that in andor and i really like that and i was watching obi-wan i was like i want just that at the show but, I mean, Ewan McGregor just, like, I think it's his best performance at the character. Fucking Hayden Christensen came back, and he's fucking really good in it. He's yeah. got decent dialogue. And the flashbacks are really cool, even. And I like the choice to not de-age them. I thought that worked. Yeah, The fights yeah. are good. They, I like the sort of, again, very, like, typical, like, movie structure. But I like that they sort of meet at the beginning, middle, and end. And in the middle, Obi-Wan's completely unprepared. And he's been divorced from the Force for so long. And like he's basically like in the middle of a panic attack when he Darth Vader attack, and he like dragged him through and he tried to burn him alive and that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, that and then their final fight, good. I just thought the ending was weird because it was like, why did this amount to like lifting rock? That's not like an Obi Wan thing. And like that's the moment. Spoiler. That's the moment for Qui Gon to show up because like my biggest problem I think is the show is too optimistic. It's too upbeat. It's too kid friendly. It's like it should be a down and dour show. It's a sad man going through a sad. He like he's coming face to face with the most traumatic experience of his life again, and it's about you know dealing with that and forgiveness and moving past these things. But and like we know how he ends up. He know he's still a fucking guy, a weird old man in the desert looking over this kid. So at the end, it shouldn't be like. Oh yeah, I'm ready to go and hit Qui Gon, and we're going to go off on adventure. That's a really weird way to end that show. Yeah, I don't really like the like. Qui-Gon. If you're going to bring Liam Neeson back, yeah, put him there when like Obi Wan like need the motivation. Yeah, to that make to him. get out of the pit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree pit. with that. Like, yeah, I I thought the ending because also like where's he going? Like exactly, he can go into a fucking cave to keep watching Overlook because he was already in a cave. Where he was watching exactly. Luke. So why is he that my, But whatever. Maybe he found some better real estate up in the be, mountains. I don't yeah, know. A house. <laughs> a bet yeah, a better cave. Like the best shit it's like right at the beginning where he's like working on like a fish farm or whatever. Yeah, it's really it's interesting and stuff. There's just love that. There's I really like that stuff. I think it's like as soon as he gets out into space and like there's a little too many like moments where he he gets Leia, he he rescues her. Then you could have skipped to the end, but no, mm. they have to like let her get taken again. And but oh my uh, god, it's yeah. too much back and forth. And also, it doesn't make sense. Reva basically concocts this plan to get uh, Obi Wan out so that she can use Obi Wan as a way to get to Vader. To get Vader, yeah. Could Vader, he know she knows like Vader like got chubby uh, for Obi Wan. I <laughs> don't know if you remember if they explain it or not, but like uh, I didn't rewatch the first episode and I can't really, I just don't know how she knew about Leia, like how she knew to get Leia and how Leia would be the key to get Obi-Wan out. You know what I mean? Like she, 
they like the Inquisitors kidnap Leia, right? No, she no, she kidnapped by no, like kidnapped flee. By. She kidnapped like flee. But flee anyway, they're the like they're all aware. Oh yeah, yeah, flee. But uh, but aren't they all and aware then, of like who? And who then that she brings is? now Obi Wan, and then she yeah. like steals Leia to get Obi Wan, knowing that I he had the vested interest in her. Because she shouldn't. I mean, Leia just like the print that right. She's not. Yeah. She doesn't need to know that. Okay, I was just misremembering it. So she. It was just like she took advantage. She didn't know who Leia was. I think. Okay, never mind. Because it's like otherwise, it's like if she knows who Leia is, surely Darth Vader knows who Leia is. But he. Yeah, they play a bit too. Doesn't. Look, I get it. Like, they play a bit too close for me. Where it's like, I don't mind Leia like knowing who Obi Wan was. That's fine. I think that that's fine. It makes sense why she calls him later. Yeah, but and I understand you need like a like a big like a like a big story with big names to like something big has to bring Obi Wan out of isolation, right? Yeah. Of into exile. So it kind of I you feel the need to have to be one of the kids, and I like the swerve that it's Leia, not Luke, because we always get young Luke. We don't get much of young Leia. She, the kid is fine, but they just write her as like a really fucking annoying kid, like <laughs> save the day. And it's just, it's just very, very like cheesy, very cliche, and that's frustrating. And also, there's no stake with Luke and Leia. Yeah. Right? You Again, that's what we were saying before. I know exactly how their story goes. Yeah. They are yeah, not yeah. in danger here. So don't ever, putting their life in peril over and over again makes no sense. Like, but, and that's how the show ends. It's Reva running after Luke and Obi Wan desperately trying to get there, and it's like again, again, though, it again. I and I was making mention of this earlier when I was talking about the fight, the main fight that this all sort of like leads to. Anyway, they interrupt what is they one of the coolest things away. in the whole show: cutting away yeah. to Reva chasing Luke, and that shit does not matter at all whatsoever. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. And the, yeah, and you're cutting away from literally the, yeah, like you said, the best bit fucking Vader with the helmet torn. Yeah. And you can see the eye and shit, and he's a little bit of Anakin yeah. left. And he sort of sent the line that let, like, Anakin. Obi, like, yeah. <laughs> you didn't let Anakin die. I, I killed can. him. Like, and Obi wants off the hook. So it's fine. Yeah. But no more, it's like, no more fucking feeling sad for yourself there, old man. Okay. You know? Yeah, you're done. No, so I liked it. It wasn't what I wa- I wanted it to be, though. I thought it could have been built a better show to be. Yeah, and the end would like just cut it. They had a perfect ending. They cut it earlier. Go up to Luke. Hello there. Hello there. Done. Yeah, that's the end. That's all you need. It. Yeah. That's how you should end. That yeah. the first thing he said to Luke in A New Hope. The last thing he said to him. Yeah. Here. It'd, be, it'd be really. But nice. before that. There's a kind of weird way he leads off with Leia as well, where she's like, "Will I ever see you again?" He's like, "Oh, perhaps, you know, when uh, when you need the assistance of like an old tired man or something like that." I don't know. And she kind of like frowns, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, he he goes, "But you know, it has to be our secrets. Uh, They can't know about us, or it's not it's not safe." Uh, Yeah. This old man talking about our little secret to some little 10-year-old girl. It's a bit fucking dodgy. Yeah. They should have rewritten yeah, that line there, but okay. Yeah. You know, 
that weird. it's different if it's um, a boy who uh you know doesn't know that it's his sister and that's like fine. you know something happens you know in his uh yeah. bleached out levi the boogeyman um, comes you know yeah the, boogeyman the mucky comes, boy Caesar, you know <laughs> <laughs> this musty boy <laughs> the disheveled boy <laughs> Grimy boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, fun. it's fun. Yeah, fun. fun. Good yeah. show. Yeah. I'm just going to talk about the ending because I think the ending is fucking great. I think it's really beautiful. It's what I was saying in what I was trying to say. And that the film is split into a four act structure. <laughs> fear. <laughs> we have to go through all this. <laughs> no, sorry. You have fear, you have fear at the beginning. Anakin and his vision. You have anger in the middle. His exclusion from the council. Fucking his lust for power. Killing Mace Windu. The coming to the Dark Knight. And fucking the height of all that. Order 66 where all the Jedi just wiped out. One of the saddest things. And like the most important event in that universe. In that timeline. is referenced constantly. But then you get to hate which is obviously he literally said that there would be one for that final fight. He'd fueled by hate and like the lava only intensified that sort of analogy. And it's a good, Lucas is good at the thing where he does the literal metaphor, but I really like it. Like it's the same thing with the, I know you won't be going to, I like the emperor uh, Yoda fight because he's literally, they fight in the Senate and it's him literally dismantling democracy and throwing the piece of that Yoda. <laughs> and I think that's a really interesting idea. Um, just could it so, just like, just do it. Like, just do the most obvious thing and it actually really works. Um, but then you get to suffering. And the, the final part, the whole movie could have sucked, but the, and it doesn't. But the, the final sequence is just pitch perfect from their fight onward. It, Padme dying, I think, could have been done better. And it's literally just with a change of line. It's just that. Yeah, not that, I mean, that she'd whole, lost the will to live. She's lost she'd the will to live. So, popped like, me so hard. I laughed so hard. I was I like, know, what the fuck? I know, because <laughs> I like that scene. But it just, but you don't need a bullshit reason. Like, she'd gone through a lot. She would also, her boyfriend nearly killed her. You know, like, and she'd gone through so much shit. She's dying, like, she's dying from stress, you know? Like, her body is shutting down. She's having the baby prematurely and like all this stress is killing her. Just have a line like that. Just have her like actually die of something, not just die of sadness. Even though I, I get it. It's a sad story. I do I do feel for them in this one, genuinely. I really like like just they're just they're trying to make it work, man. And he if he just at any given moment listens to her and they just run away and he's like, I'm done with this life, it would have been great. For literally the whole galaxy. It's one of those good tragedies where if only one thing was different, none of it would have happened. And I think that's really good. But anyway, the sequence, and it's some of the most beautiful cinematography in the movie, and it's like it's like Padme's funeral, which is really yeah. great. I really, I, I wish we had got something like that when Leia uh, died in the new movie. I think that would have been a, like a really good way to like write her out instead of using like old footage which really jarred with the movie. Yeah. But that intercut with him being put in the suit and like even when the him being encased in this fucking like coffin almost forever 
and like it comes down and the music fades off and there's just a quiet little whine, like a little whistle that comes off the suit when it closes. Yeah. And then the breathing takes over. Yeah. It's just oh, fucking goosebumps, dude. But then, and then, but then I like this. <laughs> I understand why I understand why everybody dislikes it. It is it's I don't dislike it. I think it's just it's funny. Silly. It's just it's funny. funny. But I no! get I totally get it. No <laughs> But totally get it. And you know what's nice about this whole thing? What James Earl Jones got got a fucking payday. That's what's cool. Yeah, always. Just for doing um, No No. He had a few lines. Yes, Master. Yeah. Where's Padme? Is she okay? And he's like Killed her, bro. Yeah, we're gonna just forget about all that, you know, uh, bringing people back to life shit. Yeah, he's just gonna forget that this guy just like lied to him. But, I mean, all right, once he's too far gone. Thing, man. Before, before he even like he went and killed all those kids and stuff, or 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 maybe he yeah, was man. about to. I can't remember, but anyway, he's just like talking to the guy. Like the this this guy sort of leads him on to a point where he t- basically tells him. You know, that maybe that he was the person who killed his master, who knew how. That's the way I read it, that he killed. Yeah, yeah, Killed Plagueis. Yeah, that is the story. And he learned how to use his gift. But then as soon as Anakin did this bad deed and joined his cause, he tells him, oh, well, only one person has learned how to cheat death and we're going to have to maybe learn it together. And he's just like, what? What? <laughs> I thought I thought you knew. What? You don't you don't know how to do yes. it. I just killed all those kids in there at that point. Just, just OK, here. This is the first Star Wars film in which Anakin and the suited Darth Vader are played by the same actor at the same time. Mm-hmm. In the past, it was obviously David Prowse in the suit yeah. and James Earl Jones doing the voice. And then in Return of the Jedi, when he takes the helmet off, it's the Bastion Shaw. But originally, it was meant to just be some tall guy in the suit. But Hayden Christensen pleaded with George Lucas and eventually persuaded him to have a Vader suit fitted to him. He really wanted to be in the suit. Then they made a new costume with shoe lift and a muscle suit. And but uh, Hayden Kutcher's only six feet tall, and I forget, I don't have how tall Vader is, but he has to look through the mouthpiece, mouthpiece not the eyes, when he's Vader. <laughs> so it's like, it's good to know when you're watching it. But what I'm going to say, and here's a good place than any, wanted to shout out the Star Wars Revenge of the Sith video game, mm. if anyone ever played it. I had it on PS2, I remember vividly because me and my brother were like obsessed with it. It came out just before the film, but yeah. we played through it and like basically knew all the whole story before we saw the film. <laughs> it's a really fun action. It's a really fun like action game. It's really good. Yeah. Followed the movie beat for beat, but because you play an Anakin for most of it, at the end, during the last fight, the game you're not going to lose the fight, are you? There's a secret ending. That's like a happy ending. Where oh, Anakin this is what wins you're the about, fight. The ending. Yeah. <laughs> so the ending of the video game, if you win at Anakin, because you can play an Obi-Wan and do the normal ending. Mm. He wins and just kills Obi-Wan. And then he goes to see the Emperor. And he's like, oh good, you've you know taken care of your master. And he's like, now we can rule the galaxy together. And Anakin's like, nope. Stabbed him as well. And then he becomes just Emperor Vader. 
and that's it. That's how the video game ends. And you're like, what? What? How is that the happy ending? That could have happened anyway, like, because who gives a shit really about the fucking emperor? Like, he's kind of pointless. Oh, exactly. But I love the idea of, like, Anakin not in the suit, like, running shit. Yeah. Can you look fucking cool? Okay, we're speaking of hair. Did you like the new hair? Uh, That looked really important here. I think he looked looked, cool. He looked more like an all black. Like he looked more like a mm. knight, you know, which is kind of what their suits looked like anyway, which was kind of funny. He, he you know, his hair was kind of greasy looking. It was kind of cool, you know. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really care either way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's better than that, like spiky haired bullshit, you know. Yeah, but was he was he a proper Jedi by this point? He's not a master yet. Still not a master. He's a Jedi knight, but he's not Padawan either. Yeah, he never become the master. He passed the Jedi trial. That's all he ever wanted. He wanted to be a master. This could have all been avoided. They just let this boy sit on the council as a master and fucking feed his fucking ego and his fucking entitlement. You know, the boy's got daddy issues. Okay. Yeah, but you'd have daddy issues too if you were immaculately conceived, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith premiered in May 15th, 2005 at the Cannes Film Festival. This premiered at Cannes? Released, yeah, yeah. Wow. And it was released oh, worldwide four days later. The film received, wait for it, positive reviews. And it's widely considered to be the best installment of the prequel trilogy. Praise went to the mature tone. Story, emotional weight, score, VFX, and action scene. Criticism went towards the dialogue and Hayden Christensen's performance, which arguably is affected by the screenwriting and the dialogue. Yeah, he's not that um, bad in this one. He's really not that. No, bad. I think he genuinely. I think he's good in this. I mean, he's um, he's given more. Hey, um, I maybe, and I'm just like a bit like used to it now after the last one. He's just like given the oh, I'm just a fucking suffering fucking bastard boy who's complaining about everything yeah. so yeah <laughs> yeah but he like seems like a real person in conflict rather than yeah. just like just an emo whiny emo teen and it's more like the line like he's doing such great acting just with his face in the final fight and then they make him say shit like from the, my point of view the jedi are evil <laughs> you know it's just like that's yeah. a really worded line man yeah um A.O. Scott of the New York Times said, the best of the four episodes Mr. Lucas has directed, and equal to The Empire Strikes Back as the richest and most challenging movie in the cycle. J.R. Jones of the Chicago Reader, who hated Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, said this film had a relatively thoughtful story. And Roger Ebert, our boy, gave the film three and a half out of four stars. Three and a half. Out of four. Writing, if Lucas got bogged down and... Solemnity and and theory in episode two, Attack of the Clones. The fourth is in a jollier mood this time, and Revenge of Smith is great entertainment. But he noted that the dialogue throughout the movie, and once again, it's weakest point. Dialogue <laughs> is not Lucas. We know dialogue is not Lucas' strong point. I'm a I'm an ideas guy. I never I never said anything about uh, you know I'm not a wordsmith. You know I'm not good with words. I'm not that kind of guy. Um, he, but something he actually agreed with and joked about when he accepted his lifetime achievement award at the AFI, which I just find really funny. Talking about how you can't write dialogue while accepting a lifetime achievement <laughs> award. Revenge of the Sith broke. Now, broke up his record upon release, went on to gross $868 million worldwide from a budget Jesus. of 113 Highest grossing film in the US, second worldwide in 2005. 
Harry Potter was first, and was the second highest grossing Star Wars film at that time. It is now seventh, <laughs> adjusted for inflation. <laughs> yeah. In terms of reception, some people, you know, critics seem to like this one a bit more, but there's still a good amount that think this shit and they're all shit. It's kind of, some people think this is quite on par with the rest of them. Yeah. But in the last decade or so, people like me who watched it as a kid, nostalgic for it, have, you know, we've like, we're part of like, now there's like a big cult following of this movie online. You know, prequel memes on Reddit and shit like that. Like this one is like the most like most parodied and, you, you know, sort of, memed if that's the word like joked about there's like a loving like community around it that like accepts the bad bits of it but like also like yeah. uses the good bits of it as well and i'm curious if like in, in the f- years to come if like even more love it, it will happen with the new ones yeah for i think well, not even happen. not even the new ones but i meant like these like if more and more people will come to like you know you know, like the Scooby-Doo I think so. it's already happening. Whatever, you know, just like really show a love and appreciation for these films. Even I think if so. they're dog shit. I think they need mm. to like check themselves, you know, just before they wreck themselves. There. Yeah, because they're not, they're not that good. They're not that good. This one is great though. But then again, you, you so, love Attack of the Clones. It's your favorite movie. I loved it. No, what? No. <laughs> That was so, your gateway into Star Wars, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not my favorite. This one is way better. Yeah. So this is how the trilogy ends. To mostly thundering applause. Yeah. And that's the end. That's the end. Which means the time for just one more thing. What oh. What what's that? You know what it is. Hit the music. It's time for another edition of Jedi Aiken! Last time I got into a lot of trouble because of this. Jonathan Foster, come on down. You know the routine. Watch out for the block loose screen currently. There's a lot of dead Jedi around you. We've been through a lot. Whoa, shit. Who did that? Yeah, just watch out. Um, Some guy, we don't have to talk about Anyway, ooh, I have five lovely trivia questions for five? you today. Okay. Five. They're going to be real quick. And if you get a number I deem acceptable amount, right, I'll give you your special prize. Ooh. Are you ready? Uh, giving the track record of these... Uh... <laughs> episodes i don't know if i really want a prize you might be surprised you're gonna you, you know you might you might want this prize okay let's go ahead let's go ahead question number one in revenge of the smith we get a look at the wookie forest planet don't we of kashik in this movie yes. can you tell me when was kashik first seen not in this uh, movie, in Star Wars media. Star Wars media. Chic. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to throw a guess out and say the uh, Star Wars Christmas special. Bang! You got it right. I've never seen that before. Pew, 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 Took a guess. Me neither. <laughs> I, know, I know someone somewhere is going to make us do it. For now, we're yeah. safe. Yes. But you are absolutely right. One for one. Number two, speaking of Kashyyyk, can you guess the special cameo 
that was planned for this sequence in the film, but later discarded. Uh, a young Han Solo. Is he gonna go? Is he gonna go all the way, ladies and gentlemen? Thank God they didn't. He might do it. He might do it. A ten-year-old Han Solo was meant to appear. Yes. Fuck off. <laughs> Number three, and this is a hard one. Okay. I'm talking about, you know, deleted scenes. You know, but maybe you could guess that. You're talking about immaculate conception. Who is Anakin's daddy? <laughs> what did they write in like a uh, dad yeah okay yeah. maybe it was palpatine bro <laughs> another one palpatine there was a scene originally in the script where palpatine revealed that he created anakin who his oh using the midichlorians oh that's he, he, great mid- oh man <laughs> this is like sort of paul bearer and kane fucking exactly. baker's mom yeah. love it this was uh, rightfully removed. Dude, you are fucking killing it. I've actually got a lot of faith in you. It's the fucking magic stars. I'm like fueled by all this protein, this Jedi protein. For the Mustafa duel, George Lucas brought in a guest director to help oversee the previous. Who was it? Good friend of George Lucas. I, I'm know? just going to like go out on a limb and say Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Two, 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 four out of five. This really seems like Oh my like god, I the crowd is going insane. That's Are you insane. kidding me? It's like the pot it's like a pot race up in here. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, okay, last one. Last question. Okay. Which prequel is Natalie Portman's favorite? Ooh. Uh I would say she she's a girl who likes to get choked. Maybe this one. <laughs> do 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 Jonathan Foster, you have finally won. Jedi Egghead, holy shit. Holy shit. Five for five, you've won. Wow. You actually won. How many times have we done this? Six times. And you finally yeah. won. I think we skipped maybe one or two, but like, yeah. Yeah. This is at least the third or fourth time I've been on this show for begrudgingly. And as we promised, do, 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 we got a big pride for you. Okay. Are you ready? I, I actually am. I feel like I did good this time. I got all of them right. You did so good. It should be good, right? Yeah. yeah. You did good. Now I'm going to treat you. That okay. put you through a lot watching all these movies, and I know you yeah. don't like them. No. Your pride means don't have to watch any more Star Wars movies. Fuck yeah! You're done. Woo! Yes! Yes! Oh my god, Phil, we did it. We're, we're, we're done it, with Star Wars. And We completed we did it. it. We, we completed, completed it. the trilogy. Yeah. How was Attack of the Clone the longest episode? I don't know. Was that longer than this? I do have at least 10 so. minutes so I can cut out of me messing with the Amazon no, delivery guy. No, that's the best stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so this one's definitely shorter. We did it. I yeah. hope everybody enjoyed, you know... The half where we did talk about it, and definitely the half where we didn't. That was, yeah. ended up being my favorite bit. Just hearing well, your I'm glad story, you like the that, other one. Because I have like one more story here. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, no, I, I got so excited. I my yeah. ears like went up. 
Maybe that's uh, a future for me writing uh, Star Wars fan fiction. Though. <laughs> fan fiction for a thing you don't like. <laughs> okay. to, to be honest, though, it was fun, and I like your. It, I just like your version of Star Wars. I yeah. just like it. If someone, it's, it's funny. If it's someone realistic. wants more, maybe it's something we could do for future episodes. Like, I even think if it's just bonus Patreon stuff, like just funny fan fiction things. Because I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Good. And yeah. uh, I hope people enjoyed, you know, we made it to the end. And yeah. hope you know, they're not too sad. I don't think we're going to do any more. Um, not for a long time, anyway. Yeah. So, you know, next May the 4th, maybe we have a little surprise. There's not any more Star Wars. Anyway, you know? No, but you know the specials and stuff. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, someone's going to make us do, like, the droid cartoon or something. I don't want to do that. Yeah, The movies yeah. were done. They didn't make any more movies. It's pretty good. Or TV shows. It's, yeah. you know, it's going to be okay, though, you know, because, uh, you know... There, we have ideas. We have stuff coming up, and... Um, you know, it might we might go to space again soon, again anyway. Like you know, against our better judgment or against our wills. Yeah, behind the paywall. Um, so yeah, <laughs> you can have that to look out for. But until then, I mean, just enjoy this. Um, this, you know, I'm just gonna hit play on this. Uh, Leave the memories alone. Yeah, just enjoy that Yule song. I think that's the name of that band. Playing as as we're like we're just thinking about all these memories of the Star Wars mm. and uh how how great it was. You yeah, know? we had you know, Jar Jar and we had mm-hmm. Boba. We had, yeah. you know. So it's great times. Good times. Great times. Yeah. yeah. Just keep, you know, keep looking out the twin suns and maybe there's something better on the horizon. Or you might blind yourself and, um, you know, mm-hmm. not have to watch any of these Star Wars movies ever again. And you might need new glasses. Thanks, guys, for listening to this. Thank and, you. Uh, it was fun. Thanks, Phil, for taking over. Happy Star Wars. I'm really sorry I ruined your episode. Uh, no, it ended really up being perfect. Uh, but, yeah, anyway... <sighs> God, May the force be with you? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm really... I just... Now that it's over, I'm just kind of sad. You sad that it's over? You sad that, you know, like... I don't know. Like, we were talking about that album again earlier. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. And your your well, film I, that was, I was bringing up as well. Yeah, well, you know, I could still haven't finished, and you had to remind me of yeah. that. Yeah. You know, been six months and that's all. Yeah. I haven't, you know, even filmed everything seven, I need to. Seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you had the EP a couple of years ago. A couple? Uh, Jesus, yeah. And you know, you like, you have the songs of the thing. Usually they're just sitting there. Like, I have to, I have to, like, go mm-hmm. do the thing. You yeah. Know, I don't know. I still got like I gotta like you. I've gotta go and you know finish it. You know. Mm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. We should really talk to someone about this. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. Like each other, or like we do that every week. Not really work. Yeah. Maybe we need outside help. Yeah. I don't know. It's just we've been through a lot lately. I'm tired. I don't want to keep doing this. A lot of work. A lot of effort. Yeah. Yeah. For like. 
You don't even like Star Wars. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copeland Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs is more than a podcast network. It's family.